0: Actually it's sometimes shit happens and you just have to deal with it. Oh. Jeez, how many mottos do you have? What are or you is motto it low police? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a quota, it's like it's like sources at a kebab shop. You get two. After that you gotta pay for it. You gotta pay extra. That's my motto. <laughs> <laughs> mottos are like sauces at a kebab shop. Oh, are we live? This shit's gold. <laughs> okay, we're, live now. we're oh, live now. James Can we have that conversation again? My motto is <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fangin' Around, this is episode 16, recording this on the 18th of June 2012, I am your co-host James and I'm joined by Fred, Harry, Campbell, how are you guys going? Yeah. You made it? Made it. Eventually? Yeah, I was a bit late. (laughs) I was late too. Well, at least you warned us. I was late, late. but I was the first one here, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, that doesn't make me, late. Uh, me late. What have you guys been consuming? Uh, I've been reading a manga series called The Drifting Classroom. Giving you nightmares, I hear. It gave me fucking terrifying nightmares. Um, so, I heard about this thing and The Drifting Classroom. It's, I think it's from the 70s, maybe. So, it's a little bit um, the vintage. Um, and I thought it had some similarities to the graphic novel that I'm working on. So, I thought I'd check it out and see what they're doing. Um... Theirs is decidedly more horror-themed than mine. My story. Um, it's about a schoolboy who goes to school one day, and then as soon as the morning bell rings, it's set in Japan. As soon as the morning bell rings, there's this like a massive earthquake, and then um, when the kids sort of um, climb out from under their desks and look out the windows, their their whole school has just been like transposed into this desert wasteland. And as far as they can see, there's just desert outside the school boundaries, and the kids start flipping the shit out, and um, the teachers freak out, and, yeah, it's pretty pretty scary. (laughs) Yeah. Is this going to influence your work, where you're dealing with kids? It's going to get a bit dark. No. No. Well, it's good, because, you know, my, my, my story's about kids finding themselves in a strange land as well, but... I don't want it to be like a horror thing that gives people nightmares. So, it's good to see what I don't want to cover, what terrain I don't want to cover. But this thing's good, Drifting Classroom, it's good. It's it's that weird, sort of very freaky stuff. So, maybe check it out if you want. It's kind of cool. So, I I realise it's not good to talk about stuff before it's released, but the the book you're working on, are you targeting it at kids or are you targeting it at people who are trying to reminisce with their childhood? Oh, it's more young adult, I think. Yeah, okay. It's not for kids because there are there is some scary stuff, but just not as scary as the Drifting Classroom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: On a scale of Harry Potter to Drifting Classroom, this is sort of more on the Harry Potter side of things. What have you been consuming? Huh? Um, not a lot really. I just got a new computer today. It's pretty exciting. Oh, in the mail. How long did it take you to get? Sad. Um, ordered Tuesday, six days. Oh, that's quite a well. while. Right, oh, that's right. You got custom RAM configured, in. you? Yeah, I got custom RAM. Yeah. And what did you get? you specify less RAM? What did you get? I got a MacBook Air. Sexy. 8 gigs RAM with 250 megabytes flash memory. Oh, wow. So, oh. is this your first personal computer since when? When did you get your last one? Oh, it was a G4 PowerBook 12-inch. Like we're talking like 2004, 2005. I can't remember. Something like that. 2004. It would have been... 2000. But it's 2005. Over five years, you think. It was, yeah, about eight years. Which almost. is a long time. In Going up years. Eight years. No. What year is it? 2012. Hmm. Seven years. It's a long time. I've been without a computer, personal computer, for... What but, happened to you? Your power um, box? not working. Well, I basically just gave up on using it because it was too annoying. Too slow. Yeah. yeah. Didn't do the things I wanted it to do. Just didn't use it. Okay. It's been pretty depressing. So I'm guessing you are seeing Mac Lime for the first time. Yeah. Oh. I'm not sure I like it that much actually. Yeah. I've I downgraded back to Snow Leopard. I hate it that much. Really? Yeah. Worst Apple product in ten years, I'd say. What I do like is this flicky finger what thing. What about the Segway? Different. How you can like go to different things. Back and forth in back pages. Back and forth. Yeah. Hmm. That's awesome. Fred's left his seat to go look. Does exactly it have the a same. Does it have a touch screen? It doesn't no. have a touchscreen. Yeah. I was hoping for a screen. I guess then it'd be an iPad, wouldn't it? Well, you can it? go back in forwards. Well, what makes it bad? But you can go like this, and you can go to your widgets. Oh, no, I oh, I'm using them all the time. I'm widgeting. Yeah. Oh, mm. so widgeting and world-watching. Maybe you don't use it because it's not as easy to to access as it is. In yeah, imagine normal. if you could just swipe instead of pressing one button. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to open a new program, you just go like this. Oh, oh you can go to your dashboard. Oh, like this. <laughs> exactly. The fact that it doesn't work <laughs> first time, that tells you how crap it is. Yeah. I think Steve's the team down here. In the worst possible way, really. Yeah. yeah, so I hope the new one that comes out is better, or else I might have to um, downgrade as well. Yeah, that should be good. The actual beta running off a hard drive works faster. was faster for me than the actual mount lion running off an ssd uh, directly on the computer so i've been thinking about just loading windows 7 <laughs> i was Good actually up. enjoying windows 7 when i had it on my other work computer you can do that but it's not optimized for mac so it's Be uses sure. up a lot of battery life so you only get like an hour's battery life and stuff yeah. like that all right well, i'll keep with mac then keep with, keep with apple you're not gonna go to windows 8 Oh, Win 8, I hear that's <sighs> hard. Oh, no, I'm, yeah. j- I'm jumping ship. I'm going back. I'm going back to Mac. Oh, okay. What about Longhorn? Although I don't know if that I've missed the boat. Cool. I don't know if like Windows is coming for its second, you know... Renaissance. Renaissance. Yeah, Renaissance. don't know if I've jumped on the sinking ship. All well, the rats going gone yeah. the other way. And oh, I think it's... The other I know way, someone I who's a massive Apple fanboy, bought himself a Samsung phone. Really? Hmm. Well, And now they're regretting it. No, sure. they like it. Really? Yeah. They're just saying that because they're like, I can't no, believe I like spent this amount of money. big thing. Yeah. yeah, I know. The giant thing they carry around their purse because they can't fit it in their pocket. The and- lady man who eats Apple <laughs> <Yeah. better. laughs> Um No, nah, I like Apple's phones. Mm-hmm. Oh, if I would actually, if they were using Windows Phone 7, is it that? Um, I would actually respect them more than using an Android device because that actually looks like it's going somewhere when Android just seems like a dead end at the moment. Is Android a dead end? I thought Android was where everyone was heading. Cause man, it's like only seven percent. You can you can hack it and only seven percent uh, upgrades. Latest you can load Android. whatever you want, man. Yeah. You don't need someone telling you it's okay. Yeah, but how many people do that? Like three percent of the population. Yeah, but that's man, not enough, hackers that's not enough right. to make money. Hackers right? This guy bought it. If you can't open it, you don't, you don't own, it. own it. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, Harry, the new MacBook. Least configurable computer ever. Oh, maybe that's... We, how many, no, how many, oh, sorry, how many Apple products MacBook do we have in this room? I can open heaps of stuff. on How many, many Apple computer. computers do we have? We've got one, two, yeah, three, four, five. You guys are six. so negative. Back this is like the when Apple When I was bunker. 15, I turned up Perth more than I was ostracized for being the only Apple owner. Right? It's because oh, they oh, were tablets, You know what this is, no, they were awesome always. It's the world's smallest violin playing your no. song. Sorry, it's the world's smallest iPod. Playing a violin. An Apple startup song just for you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Right. Fred, what are you even consuming? Um A lot of Saints Row Third. <laughs> <laughs> Great game. Great game. <laughs> That's right. Great game. Well, we're going to talk about this more in, later in the week. Yeah, I got my of question week, of the week about oh. that. Ooh. I don't know. I've why has, Saints Row, so. why has Saints Row hit the spot for you over all the other games I've lent you? Okay, so the first mission of GTA 4 you, like, drive a crappy Toyota Camry to pick up some guy's girlfriend and then drop her off. Mm, it's this... boring. I don't care about character development. The first mission of Saints Row 3, <laughs> you're, like, skydiving through a cargo plane, shooting bad guys, and then, like, landing on a tank or something. I don't know. So, it's fun. LAUGHTER Less character development, more blowing shit up. Yeah, I don't, if I wanted character development, it's I'd read the a book. Tramps, it's Michael Bay's Transformers, yeah. of the open world they, game. They game. made a game, and they thought, what, what could we do that's fun? Hmm. And then they did it. Not, what's going to help the character? <laughs> Just fun. Just made it fun. And that's all I want in a game. I'm a simple guy. Just wants to shoot helicopters with other helicopters. <laughs> did, you, did you ever see Die Hard 4? No. Because they shot a helicopter with a car in there. Yeah. Oh, that was sick. Oh, you, you're shaking your head and shock. <laughs> That's ludicrous. Know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but in I don't know where you're oh, yeah. flying for a cargo plane. Yeah, but it's through. a fantasy world. It's a... It's a oh, I'm like Dieter. No, it's totally real. <laughs> real, the real. It's set in New York City. <laughs> That's a real city, Campbell. Steelport isn't a real city. It's a fantasy world. What, like the Mushroom Kingdom? Yeah Okay Whereas GTA I guess GTA isn't, But yeah uh, Just fun They're not trying to Constrain me <laughs> <laughs> Not like this world That's what gets me there Okay <laughs> You know what I mean Like Call of Duty just running a line Shooting people This one you GTA, jump out Of you're the you're, plane You're like doing <laughs> like You go down you got to the shops yeah. To like Buy some milk Yeah <laughs> In the third Mission Saints Row, right, you jump out of a helicopter to the tune of uh, Kanye West Power and land in the top of a skyscraper penthouse and just slaughter, like, a thousand people to the tune of this rockin' tune yep. as you go. That so sounds awesome. awesome. Oh. There should be a yeah. hot button you push, just plays power. Yeah. When you <laughs> just want to do something cool. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, that's what I've been doing. All right. Sounds cool. It is cool. It's fun, <laughs> Harry. It's fun. It does sound fun. It does. Um, well, the main thing I've been consuming, I was going to talk about in Fang and Car News um, NASCAR. No way classier, man. MotoGP? Nope. Uh, Barbagalli's Burnout Express. No, the biggest to... motorsport event I hear in you're the world. into motorcycle sidecar racing. Donuts. Yeah. Right up in it. <laughs> <laughs> him. No, he's oh. for referencing a topic we discussed like, last week. Oh, okay. oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. oh, man. Listeners back home yeah, that man. are paying attention. Yeah. Would have zinged going. all over that. Uh, she got third place on the weekend. I saw her on the podium. Ooh, cool. Yeah. Congratulations. I don't know what it's I just saw. It was a picture of her. A- Congratulations. Um, I quite like this gherkin dip we're having. Well, yeah, I, I saw that and I was like, oh, Gherkin, I love Gherkins, I wonder what the dip's like. <laughs> well, it's 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 nice. It's got a lot of sugar in it. Oh, they all have. All yeah, but totally it's pickles. Unhealthy. Pickles um, are just sugared. Yeah, I suppose. Um, I rewatched Mickey Blue Eyes with Hugh Grant and Gian Triple Horn, Horn who, who's pretty damn hot in that movie. Um, but you guys haven't seen Big Love, so you don't appreciate the do. um Big Love? What's Big Love? I'm getting into a Practical Jokers. You haven't seen Big Love? What about Practical Magic with Nicole Kidman and Ben Midler? I haven't seen that in a long Midler. time. Ben Is it? Yeah, I think so. Oh no, she's in that Hocus Pocus. No, Hocus Pocus, that's it. All right. oh, man, that- they should have done a mashup of those two films crossover. We're the same. Hocus Pocus had SJP, Bette Midler, and. Wasn't it? I didn't one of them have all the a- to me? Isn't the a- same film? A- a- Mish Congeniality. Bullock. No, Manabu- that's Practical Magic. Manabu- Manabu. Nicole Kidman and Sandra Bullock are in Practical Magic. Hocus Pocus has Bette Midler, SJP, and. And. Focus Pocus is 1993. Practical Magic came out in 1998.
1: Oh, what? Really? I thought they, they were like the same part. year. Um,
0: yeah, Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and... Kathy Najimy. Najimy. Kathy Najimy. I right, well, that's the first title. They also have Thorough Birch, the girl who got naked in American Beauty, uh, and Vanessa Shaw, the girl who got naked in uh, Eyes Wide Shut. Or did she? Or maybe she was just the, the cute prostitute. I can't remember. Um, Triple Horn's an interesting name. <laughs> Triple Horn? Yeah. Jean Triple Horn. Jean Triple Horn. That's a strange name. A guy oh, you. the girl who was in Mickey Blue Eyes. Yeah. yeah. And a Waterworld. world. yeah. That's Which brings us back to Jack Black. <laughs> Whoa. And that girl you guys know. I've I've that. downloaded, have you guys got the new, I pre-ordered and downloaded, I haven't listened to it yet. What? The new Tenacious D. Oh, I thought you were saying the new release of Waterworld. Ultra <laughs> Drive. Yeah. I think I have actually bought the Blu-ray for that, I'm not sure. I haven't watched it yet. Waterworld. It's like the best movie of all time. I saw it at the drive-ins, can you believe wow. that? How old are you? <laughs> <laughs> So what, it's Practical it's Magic it's has it's Sandra Bullock, exist. Nicole Kidman and yep. Stockard Channing with support from Diane Wiest and Evan Rachel Wood? Where, where was the drive-in? Never you mind. What is this a secret. Watching a movie on your iPod Down your car south, car not a drive-in car. Yeah, down south. Oh, okay. It's where the drive-in's in. They're a bit behind the times. Uh, we've got some follow-up. You know, last week we were talking about uh, Googling to see if uh, Rita from Dexter had plastic surgery. I forgot to mention that the first thing that comes up in the auto-suggest is... Uh, uh, I can't remember her name, who plays Rita, but you so type well, you, in her name. You punch in her, the actress's name. The actress, and then it comes up... Before plastic surgery, it comes up as feet. Yeah. Do you she, guys have does feet she have fetishes? Does she have attractive feet? Big feet? No, say, but you know, MBeth, Mbeth DeVitts comes up. <laughs> no. But you know what they say about ladies' feet? What? What? I don't know. None of us do. <laughs> <laughs> Any listeners at home, do you know what they say about ladies' Mbeth feet? MBeth comes up with just this clip on YouTube. Do you reckon you could show people a bunch feet? of feet? And there'd be a consensus as to what's hot <gasps> and what's not? Yeah, I reckon. I reckon someone's done a study on that. That's. Now, because I'd just be like. James, mm. you know, you're saying. um. I saw you put that in the show notes about her feet. Mm. I don't know if you've um, seen... Have any of you guys have seen this series of documentaries that they kind of sporadically show on ABC with a um, British uh, presenter. Her name's Cherry. And she looks at a whole range of sort of political, social-political issues mm. affecting women primarily. She's really funny. Um... But I I did a when I when Liz and I first saw a documentary with her we were like oh who is this person because she's really funny and let's see mm-hmm. what else she's done and I I typed in her name and the first thing that came up this this happened a while ago now the first thing that came up was um, YouTube clips of Cherry I can't remember her last name actually Cherry so and so's sexy feet mm. and someone had scraped out all the video from all of her mm. documentaries oh, where right. she has like. Bare feet. Oh wow, yeah. And made a playlist on YouTube with it. Is she it? the one who did the did the vaginal plastic surgery huh. documentary? You know, getting your labia tucked in and stuff like that? I don't know. I I don't think I've seen that one. According to the internet, one particular site. This is wikifeet.com. No, I'm on wikifeet.com, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was about to say that that's what no, comes up I when you search for Julie Benz's feet. I got first a, search is wikifeet.com. I got a t- top 10. F- hot feet. So oh, I okay. Say, let's see the top 10 on wikifeet.com. Megan... R- I don't know who these people are. Re- Megan Rath. Whitney. Don't know who that is. Taraji G- P. Henson. Don't know who that is. Jennifer Lawrence. Hunger Games. Yeah, Miley Cyrus. Man. Jennifer Nettles. Danica practice Beyonce. Danica Patrick Elise awesome. Testone and Lauren Conrad. Lauren Conrad, no, she's had surgery on her feet, probably. <laughs> you had surgery on your feet. I did have plastic yeah. surgery on my feet. Yeah. Mm. How are your sexy feet? That hasn't fixed you with the issues, issues. <laughs> and still I still have pain. What do you reckon do you reckon I'm gonna blow the lid on this? You've had plastic surgery on your sexy feet. <laughs> <laughs> to enhance <laughs> Is he on wiki feet? <laughs> I'm gonna put you on wiki feet. <laughs> Perth, Perth film director and I producer. need to find some before <laughs> photos so we can have a before and after picture <laughs> The controversy My foot looks like because there's only one foot They have wikifoot.com It's wiki feet um, Also, I posted out um, as the teaser for this last week's episode our, co- our thoughts on would you have sex with the invisible woman? Sherry Healy is the documentarian. Sherry Healy. What? But we don't know if she's the had the lesbian... She didn't do the vagina, sorry. I don't know. Modification. Maybe she did. She's done a bunch of mm. ones. She had it done or she did a doc on No, no, she had a doc oh. on um, Yeah, so uh, Dean wrote in, in reply to our question, would you have sex with the invisible woman? He said, no, she's a married woman. That's a pretty good point, Wouldn't Stretch Armstrong. But so right. would that would your morals get in the way of the opportunity to put her in your three if she existed? Because she's married. Because mm. she's married. Uh, oh, but I think all of my three are married. All right. Yeah, I'd be surprised. Mm. If so I think single. it's you know it's sort of There game because it's a, no, but because it's a you're already creating a, a fictional scenario then you know you extend the fictional but it is a fair point about invisible woman and but perhaps were we discussing it in terms of not the invisible woman but an An, invisible woman yeah that's more what we're getting at i think it wasn't so much so if she has a sister say that has the same effects you know (laughs) (laughs) who's not married yeah, or, she gets, realize, a, or she gets a divorce. She get the effect yeah. in some space incident. Yeah, there was a in cosmic the movie, but, There's yeah. a lot of space news we could potentially talk about tonight. I don't know if we want to. Uh, yeah, sure. There's a shitload of stuff happening in the space at the moment. More than usual. Well, I don't know. Maybe I've just been reading about it more than usual. What's happening? Space <sighs> news. Fill us in. Space news, 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 news. Um, <laughs> how about I run down some news headlines in a really dodgy, vague manner, and yep. Pontifex can pick up the slack. Yep. All right. China are about to send their first... Female astronaut. Female astronaut to uh, visit their space station for the first time. The question okay. is, are they an astronaut? No, they're a taikonaut. Tychonaut. Tychonaut. They've got their own term. Yeah, because, I mean, Russians are cosmonauts. Do they have their own space station, did you say? Yes. They're the third nation in the world to achieve that feat. Uh, yeah, but there's no one up in the space station. It's just a no, prototype. She's going to be the 1st Oh, they're going to send one up. I think she's gone up there. To so the prototype? She's already there. And she's she's planned to... They've, they've oh. like is this like five in. years time then? No, I think this is like this year, I think. Okay. All right. They send her up. She's a mother with a child. Apparently, mm-hmm. China totally like... You've got to be... If they're going to send a woman up... We need to up, not cook them as long because now they're crunchy snacks. No, I like them crunchier. Yeah, oh. but we can't have crunchy snacks. we got to lean back when you're chewing. Yeah. Um, apparently, the Chinese Space Institute are all like, "If we're sending a lady up, she's got to be all motherly, mm-hmm. and we're worried about radiation affecting your fertility, so you have to have had a kid already." All right, okay. Do you reckon the other astronauts? I thought then- they were trying to reduce the population, so they didn't want people to have kids. Yeah, they probably want their astronaut people. So to do have normal kids astronauts splooge in a jar to get it stored away in case you go and you go to space? Probably. Yeah. Would Did you know? not? have you guys had stuff stored? No, no, right. none of your pre twenty six sperm store just in case before the genetic deterioration yeah. occurs no yeah uh, bad okay. idea <laughs> well, it's too it's late now, was too late late now. it's too late now lying around on my <laughs> <up. laughs>
1: <laughs> no I'm kidding alright <laughs> so
0: and I'm under the impression that the Chinese space station they're actually constructing a, a rocket up there it's not just a station oh, that's right. so going to be orbiting. I'm under the impression they're constructing a rocket that they're going to blast off from space. Mm. That's awesome. Cool. Where to? Probably. Well, ours. I know the prototype Stars, was just yeah. two rockets of their normal rockets just met up and connected robotically and it just sat up there, but there's no people in it because they no, no one didn't idea. want to risk it. Mm. The prototype. They're, still, they're still getting that down. Mm. Um, other space news? Uh, US military launch their But I But it would be cool if a country, I know this sounds bad, but it would be cool if a country that has not as much respect for human rights just said, fine, we're just going to chuck people out there and see what happens, Hmm. you know? I read a really interesting article. Harry, you're not on microphone. You get sentenced to, like, space death if you're, like, a murderer. Yeah. Would you murder someone, then? (laughs) 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 No, but that's why, okay, you know, I think we we were all saying, you know, our favourite topic is, would you go to Mars, um... And uh, you guys said no, but what if you were, say, 70 years old? And they said, well, let's just send older people because, you know, stu- as long as you s- don't have dementia, you're probably still fit to operate in space because you don't need as much strength to do things. I'd probably do it then. Yeah, you would do it? Mm. Yep. Um. Yeah, I read an interesting article about exactly that, sending people up into space like like, the value that people... play or the institutions place on Mm. an astronaut's life, Mm. where it's, like, they're willing to spend, you know, hugely enormous sums of money to ensure their safety, Mm. which in any other department wouldn't be at all kind of... um, The cost-benefit of it would be so negligible, Mm. whereas an astronaut's life is... The dollar value is, like, priceless, Mm. essentially, so they treat it like that, whereas they can put, like, a dollar of value on someone who's working underground in a mine and go, well, the work is worth this much to us, so the safety measures that we put in place are worth this much kind of thing. Yeah. And they were saying sort of, like, how much further on would we be in the space race if we were less precious with our astronauts? exactly. Um, Because that's what it was in the old Discovery days, you know. People were just sent off and they probably even volunteered because they wanted to have the chance to... Get a name out for their family, you know, and if they die, they probably got you know, death insurance or something that would have set their family up for life. So they did it. Yeah, but, but most of the space race was about national pride. So if you're killing people, it makes the nation look bad. Right, but you're not intentionally killing people, right? Yeah, I know, but it's 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 a P the whole bloody space race was a PR exercise. So well, I, I feel like, like if they're killing there is, people. There's gonna... volunteers that people are willing to risk. People risk their lives just jumping out of airplanes. For skydiving, you know, yeah, or doing the wing thing down the mountain, and nine out of ten people who do that die. But you also anyway. need to be very highly educated and trained to be an astronaut. So do you? you? Just- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you did. <laughs> the robots go, and they're not don't have an education. Head- <laughs> Right, we just command them from Earth. So why don't we just oh, yeah, so put someone up there in <laughs> no, a robot okay. that does what These NASA says? <laughs> put someone in a robot. <laughs> yeah. Why and, put a person in it man? Yeah. Uh, no, but because people want to be, say, I'm the first person on Mars. Sorry, hey. That's right. <laughs> maybe I'll put this um, in the middle. I know they had to Coca-Cola. back in the day because the computers were so crap that a lot of it was. On, does, who wants Coca-Cola? Hmm. Yes, please. A lot of it was on the humans, you know, proudly sponsored and the, by the computers, Coca-Cola. Like broke, it, they had to know how to do it by hand. Well, it blows my mind that you know Apollo thirteen. They had to just look out the window and aim at the Earth to try and fire their rocket to see if they get home. Shut up! Did they? Yeah. Well, in the movie, the, com- <laughs> the computer on um, the Apollo missions was it didn't have ra- like solid state RAM. It was wire That actually, some women had to actually thread like super fine wire with like. Tiny millimeter magnets around it in like it was like an eight by eight grid or something. Like that or sixteen by sixteen grid to make two hundred and fifty six bits or whatever, and that was it. It was like you could see the the bits are actually sort of physically sized things. Wow! Not like today when you know you have. A what, what what did that do though? Like what's even the point in that? Yeah, there gets to a point where like. If the computer's so crap, people could just calculate it. But no, yeah, I think it's still think a it? computer can do it. No, because you need you need slide rules to do it, and it's hard to use slide rules in space. That oh fuck! It. I started saying that I knew it was a bunch of
1: crap. <laughs> <laughs> so what? What's computation? I had a to poop in bags.
0: It's not like it's great workplace. Yeah. Um. <laughs> 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 uh, Okay, so in other space news, Voyager's is just leaving the solar system, correct? They keep saying that, but they keep... Every year, it's like, oh, we're going to extend the solar system now. So, oh, now it's leaving the solar system. And the next year, it's going to be, oh, now it's leaving the solar system. Oh, wait, we've detected more solar systems. Well, apparently now it's leaving the solar system. Oh, right. System. Yeah, but they've been saying that every you year. They, last Ten years. So. Well, I'm celebrating. They solved the Pioneer Anomaly, they think. What What's happened that? to Pioneer? So, the Pioneer Anomaly was relatively famous a few years ago. Basically... Uh, the path that the Pioneer spacecraft should be taking or its velocity or something is very, very slightly, like less than a percent or something like that, maybe even smaller than that, different from what it's supposed to be, what is calculated to be. So people are kind of f- f- saying, well, maybe this is some uh, gravity effect that we don't understand on such massive scales and all this kind of thing. And so people are just you know, trying to find solutions. So people came up with non-Newtonian gravity and all this kind of stuff. But then it's some sort of lopsided heating of the thing over, you know, the 20 years of it accelerating out into space. Well, and that's no what gravity. they're telling us, right? Yeah. Why would they lie? <laughs> well, what if they found out something horrifying? It's been eaten by a space monster. Oh, is that the scariest thing you so- think <laughs> <laughs> But they've lost contact with Pioneer. Is that what they're saying? you Are talking about No, they didn't lose contact. They know exactly where it is, and where it is isn't exactly where it was supposed to be. So it's a cat- space monster that's eaten it and has only changed... 1%. No, but it, it took a very January gentle nibble. By, uh, I was saying it might not even exist, so I'm just saying, well, is it well, the worst hey thing you because it's, no, it's, it's not No. Like what if they bling. find out we're in a little bar- marble in a mm. locker somewhere at a right. um, train in in the Truman station? Truman Show where he just hits the wall, he's failing his shit. Yeah, yeah. What if... I don't know. Yeah. No, yeah. Because that's 13.7 billion light in years away. Well, still pretty scary. Think about it. Um, other news? Did you see that? mars rover that they're going to send that's like going to be lowered by a a floating sky crane yeah we've talked about this on the podcast before i'm pretty sure oh maybe i was not here but talk about increasing your chances for error by having a thing sending a thing to mars right (laughs) then it parachutes down then it releases a sky crane that then lowers a rover to the ground and the thing that's holding up the those sky crane from the ground is little rockets that have to fire at the right time. Um, and then, and then once it's lowered it, it then mm. sends off this almighty thrust mm. that sends the, the platform flying off. What if the cables don't release properly? Yeah. It'll just tear that. The, the, the three most successful ro- uh, you know vehicles they've sent to Mars are the ones where they just put airbags on and just fly <laughs> and just bounces down onto the ground. And they, all three of them worked. said so the English one, didn't that. That didn't have bouncy things. Oh, did not. They just flew that straight into the ground. (laughs) Yeah, it had airbags underneath, but it just went boomp. It didn't bounce, so it died. Team 1 used, like, Mm. meters, and Team 2 used feet per second. (laughs) There might have been a different one, but one of them did that. Are you guys going to be um, following NASA live? I tell you, it's one of the most exciting live broadcasts, right, because all the, the scientists are watching just on tenterhooks and they're just like oh my god you know i've been working on this for like 15 years let's hope it lands and everyone's just like so much excitement held back and then when they get screen. the first signal back from the from mars they're just like oh
1: my god oh my god my life was worth something oh my god i
0: told you guys about that i shot on um quantum with the the solar one so it was this spaceship that sat halfway between the Earth and the Sun for, like, five years with these gel panels collecting solar particles. Mm. And then it, like, covers up the gel panels, and it's supposed to come back to Earth. And the way they designed oh, it to yeah. come back to Earth is it? it, it <laughs> enters the atmosphere, it launches the parachute, and then they have a team of stuntmen in helicopters, like crisscrossing the area where it's expected to land, with these big hooks. <laughs> and the idea is they hook onto the parachute and then tie it to the, the helicopter. helicopter. The hook is a giant boom that's attached to the helicopters. The helicopter has to fly up to the parachuting down thing and hook onto the parachute in the middle of the sky to catch it, because if it hits the ground with full force... Um, the the particles that they're cackling are so delicate that they'll just shatter, um, you know, as it hits the ground. So that's why they're doing this rather than just letting it parachute to the ground like normal things. So, so is this in Quantum Leap? No, this or is was was on, it? you know, the ABC science show, Quantum. Yeah. Oh, it's Catalyst now. Oh so this is right. like they're talking So about they're giving us. a report yeah. on it and the guys live in the thing He's like, okay any minute now it should be appearing yeah. and should- there's like 100 helicopters in the sky waiting for the Wait they, land? Actually did this they actually did they yeah. actually did this And this guy's at the control center and everyone's excited and they're waiting and then it cuts to him and it's really quiet and he just goes I think something's got horribly wrong. <laughs> and then I got to this shelf yeah. like, this crater. Because <laughs> the, the, the parachute didn't even deploy. It just hit the ground at full speed, <laughs> entering the Earth's atmosphere. <laughs> and just created, like, a huge meteorite that just hit the middle of this salt lake that it was targeting. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. It was the biggest letdown ever. Who <laughs> came it up the- with that scheme? it's <laughs> honest. Well... It would have been funny if they if the parachute actually worked and then they couldn't actually catch up with the helicopters. That would have been the stupidest thing. <laughs> <laughs> At least this time they have an excuse like, "Oh, the parachute didn't work." So yeah. oh, the helicopter stuff would have been alright. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> There was a there's a mechanical error. I've never heard of this thing. When did uh, this happen? Oh, a Just couple of years ago. ago. We've talked about it. Three uh, podcasts we've talked oh, about okay. it. Okay, yeah. remember talking about this? Or something. Um. I've never. The Japanese actually there. did it, though. They successfully did it. They brought what? Stuff. They caught something. Yeah, they sent a probe to to a, um, an asteroid. It landed on the asteroid, picked up some dust, and came back. And they, you know, caught it on the way down. Yeah. How, how did they catch it? I think doing the same helicopter thing. So it has <laughs> been- <laughs> shut the fuck up. This is a real. Oh, I'm having so well, much trouble Well, you can, can Google it later, this. but I know the Japanese have actually successfully done it. It's just NASA that's having a bad record. <sighs> wow. All right. What else is in our news? James has started a feminist corner by the looks of it. Um, yeah, feminism corner because we were talking about the feminist frequency. I thought, right, like, yep. we should just maybe take each on week bandwagon. one of us could, yeah. you know, cover a lady topic. Um, have you guys heard about the Tomb Raider controversy? <laughs> <laughs> Tomb Kutum- Raider controversy. a Raider controversy. Right, but uh, okay, why is it always been controversial? Because the whole point of the game is it's a skimpily dressed lady running around. <laughs> yeah. So controversy. Okay, but what if they got her right, and they decided to do a prequel, um, where, you know, before her breasts were fully developed, right? That's the whole gist of the prequel. Had, yeah. And <laughs> well, the rest yeah. will slowly grow over the course of that, <laughs> and then at the end when they're double, you, just like ching. Right. No, it's as you as you collect uh, mystical artifacts, mm-hmm. that you know yeah. it's, it's like a it's the it's F like an Are you serious? injection. No, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I should have done that. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. it was pretty right. and it's so it's her origin story, and it's kind of like you know how Batman, you know, he became like this yeah, I think kick-ass that- dude because his parents was murdered. How do you think they're gonna make turn her into a sort of super person? That's not controversial. Is it? No, I'm asking you. you. Parents killed. Just the same as Batman? Wow. Come on, Fred. A little what, bit more what's a, what's a demonic curse? Yeah, that could happen to anyone, though. What could happen to a lady? Sexual assault. Yes. yes. Oh, really? So. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that? Yeah, that's sort of what everyone's thinking <laughs> yeah. right now. So it's the like developers said, "What devices? The developers at then E3 rape were no doing. Way, yeah. It, it, the developers at E3 were doing demos, right? And saying we want you to really identify the character, right? So we have this scene at the start of the game where she's almost raped, and you have to like do a quick time event where you punch people to get out of it, and that makes you identify with her more and take the character more seriously." Of course, the internet is all up in screams saying that what the only way we can actually identify a, char- a female character is if she gets ra- uh, raped or is attempted to be raped. Um, yeah. What it so, what do you think, Fred? No, I don't like the sound of that. Prepubescent rape. Well, I, I, I don't that's know how she is, but. I yeah, yeah. No, I think that's a stupid choice on the developers' part. Right, but do you think that they're not allowed to do it? Well, if they really want it, they can. No, they're right. allowed to do they it, but do it's a stupid thing yeah. to do. Mm. Yeah. Mm, uh, it's just like rape for the sake of rape. Let's just throw it in there make it edgy. Yeah. But how many other superheroes have we heard about... Getting raped. Just because none of them are getting raped doesn't mean it has to be one that got raped. They're rape. going <laughs> on revenge from being raped. Uh but that's a whole that's a whole genre of film isn't it? <laughs> is it? The right like revenge film. films. Revenge, no, revenge films? films? Yeah. It was like a, a exploitation genre like I spit on your grave which was a mm-hmm. huge influence on Tarantino's. So it, we, it, we Kill can't girl. do that in a medium now. No, I just because think that's it, No, you can't it's That's just, ruled out as a storyline. So, Lara no. Croft is a sex object. Mhm. Exactly, so if she, so it seems th- to be this weird. incident is she goes to an island with, you know, natives that have never seen human contact, she turns up in a skimpy outfit and they trap her and they try to rape her, right? Which we've been told through, to, you know, we've always been grown up being told Viking stories where they raped and pillaged, raped and pillaged, raped and pillaged. I wasn't pillaged. told those stories. Where does the whole <laughs> idea of being rape and pillaging come from? I don't know. No, I just think I just think if you're going to, it's such a delicate topic. I think that to th- bandy it about, yeah, that's what I'm in to get such a, a way. way. It's a sex object. No, but it's it's this okay again. Really, all right, if this was a movie, it wouldn't be an issue because movies have a completely different marketing process, right? Video games, you know, and I don't know why this is, and maybe it's just because of the way that the marketing engines have been for video games over the years. Is they tell everything? You know, when you see what's happening everyone tries to show the the behind-the-scenes thing where, okay, we want the player to become attached to the player by doing this. You know, in Fable, they gave you a dog, you know, and all the videos leading up to Fable were trailers of, hey, you get a dog and you'll become attached to it, right? And now these guys are saying, okay, we actually have a female character who's the leader of the video games and now everyone's going, oh, you can't do that because the way you're saying... I don't think with with Tomb Raider because it's not a i never actually played the games, but I would voice my opinion anyway. It's not a deep and meaningful game. My understanding was that it's mm. just running around mm. and she's pretty hot and you do some jumps and its main point was that she's pretty Yeah, hot. but they're trying to make it, it gritty. They're trying to make being... it gritty like, you know, they're doing the Casino Royale thing where you can out and it gets hit and on the... And input, just move on. ...tortured <laughs> on the walls. And rape. You no, know, not unless you tweet in, it doesn't count. Um, you have to tweet. Uh... uh you know, he gets tortured by being hit in the balls, and it's like, well, that's... Should we say that that's sexist because it's, like, that's the weak but point think, of a well, male th- character that no, we can only I, identify with a male if he gets hit in the balls? I think, I think, you know, I think if you've got a topic... <clears throat> excuse me. A topic like a rape, you need to be... Um, you know, you need to be really sensitive about that. Oh, right. And with the kind of how you tackle that subject or discuss it, and I think if you're creating a work which talks about that crime or the kind of ramifications of those events mm. and you're talking about it in an intelligent meaningful sensitive way mm. then you know there's no medium in which you shouldn't be able to discuss those issues yeah however i think it's really inappropriate to use it as a plot device in an action adventure game mm. That's what I think. It would almost be as inappropriate as just throwing it into a Mario Brothers game. Uh, Yeah, but. (coughs) Okay. But the Mario Brothers. How how important is the story to a Mario Mario Brothers game? No, it's 0% important. Which is why I think throwing something like that in would. Yeah, but the the thing is, they're trying to make a real story here. And obviously, the writer of this game, who is a writer and artist, has felt that this is the has written this into the the thing and it happened it's not like she actually gets raped it's just you know that's her you know she fights back and you know I am not I'm not trying to like I'd be like you, you you know this is great it just seems like someone's trying to turn this into an issue uh when it happens all the time and the only difference is that because it's in a video game right that you know, that you're saying that video games as an art aren't mature enough to handle that subject matter. But Tomb Raider's not really mature, is yeah, it? Yeah, I don't think. I don't think Tomb Raider's. Yeah, exactly. Really so James Bond from... wasn't mature enough to deal with the issues until they decided to re oh. reboot it with Casino Real Yeah, but it's, and do it's, really it's, serious things. Yeah, but it's kind of funny when someone gets hit in the nuts. Like Australia's Funniest Turn Videos, it's one of our <laughs> longest-running programs, and the whole premises guy is getting hit in the nuts. Okay. Were you laughing at the casino? Outside? Yeah, everyone was having a giggle. Even he was having a giggle. If you remember No, correctly. I remember everyone going, oh, that's the yeah. worst thing James ever. Bond was laughing it off. Can I ask my question of the week? Sure, are we moving on from... Segue. Uh, yeah, nobody wants to talk about rape for too long. Um, yeah, question of the week. What is it? This is my question of the week. I would have asked you anyway. if you didn't So, me and James have started playing Saints Row the 3rd as I talked about earlier. And it has you can customise your character to an extreme level, like every single facial feature, body not that much, but hair, all the eye shapes, all the nose shapes. So while I was doing this customization, because I knew we were going to do co-op at some point, I was thinking, what is James going to do for his character? <laughs> so I made an attractive lady. She's got some scars. She's got a rough past and some moles, so she's not perfect. She's been raped or- no. We're off rape, Harry. <laughs> it's taboo, Harry. You know what I talk about. Um, and then we went into the game, and James had made a copy of himself <laughs> in, the, in the thing. How accurate? It was accurate enough that you could spot straight away. <laughs> yeah. So you knew it was James. <laughs> so I thought that was weird <laughs> to make a copy of yourself. But then I was thinking maybe what I did was a bit weird. To make a for uh, a male to play as a, a, made a hot female. female, but then I was talking to one of the fans, and she said, <laughs> <laughs> "There would be less weird if I made the character look like my girlfriend a little bit." <laughs> <laughs> so then that was even. So I don't know. We elect- so I want to know you, got what you this. guys. Is this is a relationship issue. Nah, well, I do not Because I thought that was even weirder. So, what do you guys think? I mean, think? some people Yourself say the argument for guys playing as a female is like, well, I have got, if I've got to watch it behind the whole game... That was my know, exact attitude. <laughs> right. I might as well make it something <laughs> that Spot I want to on. look at. Yep. So, what do you think? I think... <laughs> do you guys ever play as females? Yeah. In Super Mario Brothers 2, that, that's what blew my mind about it. You could choose multiple characters and one of them was a lady. I think that was in like so the speech. first But game. that also comes with power, you know, different powers, doesn't it? This is purely aesthetic. Oh, that was purely aesthetic. Yeah, there were slight different powers but that that was amazing to me. I think that was the first game I ever played where you could be a lady and I was like, whoa, that's crazy. In a good way, you know? Um, I don't know. It's all role-playing and if you want to... I guess it's different. It's like, do you want to play a role of being someone else or do you want to be yourself doing something else? But This is a really violent nasty world so it's like james well, I think, I think is in straight that world out, as his avatar straight Weird. out the weirdest one is playing as your girlfriend <laughs> no lo- looks like your girlfriend an homage i think is the theory that it's yeah. like i'm making so, an character, so it- and she happens to look like you so it's so you mean it's more like a tribute to her or yeah a, and so, okay, you, it's, so not it's not like, like you're not cheating no, no, on her no, yeah, like, yeah you're yeah, not yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. making some foxy red hot smoker you're, you know, it's like, oh, if it's a lady, it it has to be you. I'm staying true to you in, what is it, Saints Row the Third as yeah. well? Okay. Yeah, but yeah. So I think playing as yourself's the weirdest, James, because <laughs> now it's like you're in the world doing this stuff, shooting people, murdering. But you're not role playing. You're is like it, living it. Is it is it only weird because James thought, is in the world, and when you're in the world, you're a like yeah, a know, sexy it's a bit, lady. It's a bit awkward. In the car. Is that what makes it mm. weird?
1: I and see then, like his his
0: avatar actions, like yeah, come baby. Yeah, I here, got the baby. dance as well. And I was dancing and grinding all over him. <laughs> That's
1: weird.
0: see, I think it's the interpersonal. <laughs> I think it's the interplay. If you were both playing ladies, or if you were both being yourself, would you bang? Would your character? Sorry, not you. Your character bang my character if the option was there. <laughs> <laughs> I can't separate it from. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a no. <laughs> Yeah, I can't separate it. Yes, I would. <laughs> but I'd be thinking about you, Fred. Yeah. Who, yeah. If it was part it's of the weird, story, man, then uh, I guess... No, I'm not... Yeah. But yeah, I Even guess I'm putting myself... The, the thing right? is, I'm putting myself into the game, so I'm like... But what about in Dungeons & Dragons, Fred? Your character's just like you. Why didn't you <laughs> make a, a n- sexy lady? I'm not a midget. Oh, you're not very tall. No. <laughs> Fuck. Um, no, but he's not like me, I don't think. He's a ge- physicist.
1: No, he's not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a halfling rogue. I am rather roguish, though. I guess I get I get my I get my I guess I've got my kick out of playing role playing as a woman by playing la- Lady Antoinette. So I don't need to do it in video games at the moment. But maybe if I didn't have Lady Antoinette in my life, I would. This was a uh, an aesthetic choice for me. Mm. Not a- do, you, do you feel different when you're role playing a lady, Fred? But you don't really role play. I guess I do. I went spent a lot of time shopping. <laughs> you did. A uh, despi- surprisingly large amount of time. When I had the cash, I went shopping, basically. I, I remember. I, I, I spent was, a lot of time on the outfits. I was I was so. in the game, and I had played up to a certain level, right? And then I left. I went to uh, my hockey game, right? <laughs> and then I, and I noticed on Fred's... Xbox card that he hadn't even started the game and I came back and he'd like you know spent thousands and thousands of dollars in clothes and outfits <laughs> and, and cars and that's stuff like car- that and that's role playing so yeah. does it she Does it to look good does it change yeah does it change the if you were playing the game as like a male character with a male avatar do you think your play style would be different do you do, does it do you think it affects the way nah, you interact with the world I don't think my play style would world? be different no. no I probably wouldn't spend so much time on outfits ok Probably cuz it's not it's not a proper role playing game, right? It's just like GTA. You just run around. There's not very many choices and and skill no. development. Sounds like it. there's a few outfit choices. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of outfit choices. Take that Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Yeah. yeah. We got we got stuck on that heli carrot here. Mm, never got past it. Oh, you know, they have it's having a renaissance right now, Marvel also, like, so everyone's Because doing. it's like the Avengers, the game. Yeah. Because they didn't release an so Avengers, good, the game. Well, I think I did, but it's really crap. But that's the only good Marvel game that ever came out. So, everyone's playing it now. It was pretty cool. They brought out a sequel that's not even good as the first. I still think we should go back and finish it. But Now, what's next? Well, the shark versus shark. This is from last week. Okay, shark. I saw shark versus shark. Yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah. What is it? Can you explain? So, one giant shark... Right, that they don't even know what size it is, except by measuring its bite marks in the in the side of a five meter white pointer. Okay, so what what happened? They caught a five meter shark, right? And yeah. As they were pulling it in, then there was this huge chunk missing. Well, no, didn't it get bitten when they pulled it in? Or maybe it did. I yeah. as they were pulling it in, boom, it got attacked by an even bigger shark. Yeah. And this thing's huge, and then it's, it looks like it's been bitten almost yeah. in half. It looks And the comical. bite mark is uh, like a perfect, um, uh, you know, shape of like a shark's mouth. It looks cartoonish. It looks like a bad Photoshop job. And I've seen a lot of shops. Like, this is a giant white pointer, and some even bigger white pointers went chomp into it. That's really mental. Six metres, crikey. Crikey. It was still alive right. as I really... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as that's as horrifying. Body... I feel bad for that shark, almost. Mm. The fictional shark at the centre of Steven Spielberg's blockbuster, Jaws, was estimated to be more than 1.5 metres long. No. What? No. no, no. no I, I think, think you're 20 that feet long. Someone... It longer. <laughs> oh, longer. Longer. <laughs> longer than the one that they found.
1: <laughs> Alright. Oh, I'm um, a fool. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, what? Just reconfirming sharks are really scary. Yeah. Yeah. Don't fuck with them. I was listening back on one of our previous episodes, and we were talking about, um, you know, shark? It, 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 I can't remember, like, what would you, would you prefer to take on, you know, a tiger in the ocean, or a shark, <laughs> a shark on land? <laughs> or a shark on land? <laughs> 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 T- Tigers are really good swimmers, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. it's it's shark, shark what about shark a lion, run? then? Is it lions that don't like swimming? I don't think lions like the water. Tigers yeah. love the okay. water. They do most, I think they do a lot of hunting in the water. Okay. Well, maybe that wasn't a good maybe example. Maybe a crocodile on land. Oh, but they can run can, faster than yeah. you. Yeah, okay, because a shark on land is not <laughs> that terrifying. Oh, yeah, but the be. thing is, we were talking about if it, if you just got near enough, it could just whip around and you know just do enough damage to kill you. Maybe yeah, you just you don't, don't, right? Yeah, just yeah, walk just up, stand up to it, stand like yeah. two meters back. What if you? What if it was like a six meter long shark and you were in a six meter by six meter room cube? That's scary, huh? It'd be thrashing around like That'd be scary. Hmm. I reckon you could do it though. Survive. That would be terrifying. Yeah, it would no. be terrifying. It'd be thrashing around in such a confined space. But you know, you've got to last what minute, and then it'll just die. Nah, has it got some scuba gear on? It's got a snorkel. <laughs> an it's anti- got an aqua line and anti snorkel. <laughs> Pump water down it. What are you motioning? It just ha- it wouldn't have it'd have um like water pumping through its gills, wouldn't it? Like that fish guy in Hellboy. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. All right, so we've just reconfirmed how scary yeah. sharks are. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, okay. So I was listening to the Halloween special. Uh, I was thinking because I'm looking for little tidbits to, to post on our Twitter feed. Um, Why is and this um, <laughs> Campbell's got a glass of wine and a bar mix.
1: Okay, now and, keep talking. I gotta devious, get it, I gotta get it set up. All right, well, this is gonna make look. a
0: lot of noise. That's gonna it's gonna mess us up. Um, and we were talking about what, what's our greatest fear, right? And I forgot to say in that episode what my greatest fear of now is, like, we talked about how childhood fears, um, and my greatest fear of current times pretty much is, uh, umpiring for hockey, um, because I know you've been to a football game, Fred, the umpires don't get treated that well, even though, you know, they're trying to do it for the good of the game, they're just there, we need them, Yeah, but they don't get any respect, as if... Do you have to umpire hockey? Yep as part of the thing you have to umpire at least one game a year if not two um and it is my biggest fear because you go in there and everyone's shouting at you going oh my god you got that wrong and stuff it's like i'm not i have no idea i barely know the rules of hockey and i'm just like blowing the whistle when i think something's wrong but you can't even like you're looking hor- you don't get the view of sitting up in the stadium to look down you're looking horizontally so if one person's in the way and that something happens in that field of view you have no way of seeing it but they expect you to still call it but there's, there's no replay right so yeah, you there's call no replay. it and if someone calls bullshit it you just say no nope. yeah exactly well that's what you I do that's what you do but it's still it's it's. Uh, I have a much greater fear than like public speaking or anything like that because you're you put on the line and you know, inevitably there's someone on the team that just like oh my god the umpires are out to get you and stuff like that and uh, like the two teams umpiring I barely even heard of I have no biases whatsoever I just call as I see it and um, and, you know, I had to call a penalty flick this week. I don't even... Um, I've never umpired with a game of a penalty flick before. I've barely played many games with penalty flicks before. Um, so, I, you know, it's I just don't even exciting know... exciting thing that can happen in a yeah. hockey game. Yeah. And I don't even... I barely know the rules, like... Um, because the goalkeeper actually saved it, but the ball went out of the ground. So, what happens? Who gets the ball there? Does it just go back to, the like, the middle or... Um, does, is a long corner because it went off the goalkeeper and ev- both teams were arguing over who got the ball and I'm just like oh, let's just do something and I have no idea what to call it if I made it right or not. and I even asked my colleague on the outside field who's much more you know has played Did you go like this? 15 years more hockey <laughs> basically I just said look I've never even umpired a penalty for football. I don't know I'm just going to call it like this um, and because you know the thing is I also don't watch hockey right um, except if I'm playing and You sound like you substitute. don't really like hockey that much. Uh, <laughs> no, but I'm like I watch, uh, you know, AFL and soccer games every weekend. I could probably umpire those matches better than hockey because whenever I'm playing, I always have a biased point of view because I'm like, well, our yeah, team to get the, the ball. You always think the umpires are out to get you. Yeah. 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 Fucking umpires. <laughs> so, I know in soccer rights, play on if the goalkeeper stops it on a penalty right so they can get a goal afterwards if it goes out to the corner but is it i know i'm pretty sure it's different for hockey but i wouldn't know so that's your greatest like social fear though right probably yeah not like binging Mike yeah Sharp i dread it like the lead up you know this fast few days are probably the best days of my life this year because i know that's going to be at least hopefully i don't have to umpire again this year it's going to be at least a year until i have to umpire again <laughs> you, know you know what know? my social fear like that is in conferences there's usually like a, um, and a, like a the chair of the session, so there might mm. be like five speakers in the session, and the sort of protocol is, if there's a talk and nobody gives asks any questions line at the end of it line. because either it's too complicated or too boring or no one cares or anything, basically the chair has to come up with some questions to ask the person to fill in the time or just to make the thing interesting. And that would be my nightmare, being and that person because you have to come up with questions. some. You know, you have to listen yeah. to every talk to, to, to understand cool there's it enough restarts to ask the questions and sometimes wow. they're terrible. You know, I just be like, oh, that's my greatest social fear. Of it. Harry, do you have one? Um, probably, but I can't think of it right now. Oh. Maybe being put on the spot and asked a question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shit, I, <hate> <laughs> I really hate that. Uh, okay. But I had to be a chair for like... We did like just group talks yeah. in our group. I had to be a chair for, like, almost a year. Did you do it? Did you ask the questions? Oh, I came up with some really terrible questions, yeah. Between yeah. we end up mixing up that ter- but Usually, oh. there were questions, so it wasn't too bad. Okay. Yeah, but I've seen some talks that were just, like, incoherent, and I, I didn't understand. Not, I don't think many people knew what the hell was going on. Like, really bad public speakers doing a really complicated thing no one understands, and the, the chair is just, like, looking terrified, because they have to come up with something can't they ask them where so you they, ask where them they got this shirt from or something <laughs> what are you wearing smart casual <laughs> yeah that's yeah. what I'm wearing anyway oh no but like oh wow who, who oh, are you okay. wearing what designer I love your is dress. That? yeah I love that dress who is it oh, good I don't if a go over. You know, just throw it in a completely different direction kind of defeats the point <laughs> <laughs> you'll be exposed as a as a, as a fraud No, nah, it exposes them you just shake your head and go. That doesn't even deserve a question. Yeah, well, some people do. Do they? Wow. Um. Okay. There was a question just made then by James. No one's going to find out my social fears, by the way. Why not? Because we're going to use them against you. That's right. <laughs> that um, your greatest social fear, Campbell. What's your social fear? <laughs>
1: um.
0: Now, James. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was. Yes, I've I've brought with me tonight. Uh, my mix master. Is it a mix master? I don't know what it's called. It's like a bar mix, sorry. 400 watts. It's like a little 400-watt w- brawn little blender thing. I call it a stab mix. Stab mix? Or a, a stick, stick mix. stick, stick mix. mix. You're right. It's a stick mix, bro. Stick mix. You've got one, don't you, Harry? I, I have a stick mix, yeah. Okay, well, here's something you can do with your stick mix. Blend your red wine with it. Wow. Well To aerate yeah. it. To aerate it. Get the oxygen. So, all right. So, we used to have carafes, right? Hmm. To let the wine breathe, the idea is the oxygen does... Whatever the fuck it does. All right. What is the idea? The oxygen does something. it yeah. has a chemical reaction. Oxidizes. Oxidizes. Yeah. All right. The bad the, stuff that taste, tastes bad. Some of that anti. But don't you? If you leave wine in the air too long, it goes bad as well. Yeah, but if you get the right it amount. Yeah, but vinegar. that's like if you leave it for too too long. Hmm. But what's too long? How like long? Twelve hours. So I could leave wine open for like. Three hours. Yeah, yeah. Well you are supposed to, I think, if you're using a carafe. Yeah, especially like older wines, hours. you should leave it for a minimum of half an hour. Well, open. I think it's the difference between a chemical oxidation and a biological oxidation mm. mediated Ooh. by... Oh, really? Organisms coming in from the atmosphere. Wicked. Really? So the wines actually started Science. to grow stuff and go bad, like for yeah. bacteria and stuff. Yeah, if you leave it for too long, well, you I mean, get that's the yeast and stuff yeah. coming and turning the alcohol into vinegar. Have you been reading oh. that what was that manga that was all about fermentation? Oh, no, I haven't. That thing was amazing. But did you check out Manga Rock? I haven't yet. I haven't gotten on the iPad. Because you it. can get the whole series translated on Manga Rock. For, for how much? Free. Oh, <gasps> what? Yeah. Oh. That's totally sweet. I will. All right. So, um, so, the idea is, yes, the oxidization process. So... Some people thought, hey... Can we do a blind taste if, test? Uh, yes, we can. Just wait. Sorry, I'm so d- excited. <laughs> I know. If we do a little bit of oxidisation, surely a lot in a short amount of time would be even better. So, you can get these things that, like... Um, I think they sit over your wine glass and you pour the wine into it. Yeah, my you mum... Know, like like psh- it. It's a venturi aerator. A venturi aerator, says Harry. Thank you. So, my brother-in-law, when I was down south last, he was like, hey, bro, check this out. Psh- Because he used to have the big aerating carats, He's all into Mm -hmm. wine. He knows everything about wine. And he was explaining the whole process. And I was like, that's pretty cool. That's really interesting. So I looked into it. And then I I saw this blog by this guy from New York who's like a wine expert. And he was like, you know what? That thing's really cool. But to get even more air into it even quicker, just use a bar stick, like a uh, a stick mix. In America, I think they do call them a bar mix. Oh, do they? Maybe that's where I'm getting it from. Bar Bar mixes, right? It's and you get even source. more air into it Even quicker So we were going to do So I thought I'd bring it along Because we caught up some red wine So we'll do a taste James test James should leave the room No Oh right? yeah, yeah We'll buzz one We'll have Paul, pour what? the wine You're not going to do it as well friend We'll pour half it into Campbell one glass I think Campbell should just do the buzzing and then Buzz one else. half of it And then pour that into another glass We'll know which one's which Yep James tastes it If we're going to do double blind We shouldn't even know But that's too complicated How about And then James tastes them All three of us leave the room And Campbell does it all I could do it all. Then we can have replication. The glasses, clean glasses. That's up even there. better, Harry. All right. Here are the two wines. Here oh, are the two wines. So we can hear the reactions. All right. So I've successfully, successfully blended the wines. Shit. Which one's which? That's right. So, oh, I'm um biased Let's put though. this through the uh, to the test. So. We've just got a box cab Merlot. It's the winner of the sustainability <laughs> award. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with wine. Just no, no, sustainability. Uh, De Bortli. De Bortoli. And, uh, yeah, so there's two wines in front of you. Uh, well, one wine, two pouring methods. <laughs> Would you like to have a taste? Yes, please. My pleasure. All right, so this is wine number one. Did you have a smell? <laughs> and this is wine number two. It's got to be no wine number one is is oh there you mixed. Come on. Oh, sorry. Sh- I don't want to bias the panel. <laughs> bias the panel now. Well done, Fred. All that scientific training out the amounts window. to nothing. Is <laughs> <doesn't> it? <laughs> <Dan, laughs> it me? I'm a physical scientist, not a goddamn uh, social scientist. I'm not a goddamn social <laughs> scientist. i right? not, not empirical. empirical. I'm going next I guess empirical, actually. Uh, Semi-empirical. Uh, yes, James is starting <laughs> with wine two. Got his nose right in there. And now wine number one. <laughs> Spilled <laughs> over the back. Okay. Yeah. Harry. You yeah. don't know. It? You have to close your eyes. Yeah. I don't choose one. Oh re blinding it <laughs> after I accidentally unblinded it. Okay, Harry. Oh wait, he's gonna see these ones. You have to Just keep your eyes closed. Keep your eyes closed right above your MacBook. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Now on to a different wine. A different wine, different, completely out. different. Yeah, there's quite a large difference in flavour there. Number two that I had was much sharper and kind of. Mm. And number one was smoother. Yeah, and I'm suggesting the smoother one was the aerated. James, I agree with Harry. Says I don't know what one was aerated, but I do agree that one was smoother. Which one though? Number one. Oh yeah, oh one. Now I might have a taste. Well, you should double blind you as well. Oh, yeah, you should. Ah, too bad. <laughs> Riveting radio <laughs> thing. Whoa. Fangin' around. That you is intense. intense. I hadn't tasted them before. You can follow us on twitter.com for... <laughs> 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 or facebook.com.
1: Take <laughs> a slash fangin' around. Do a search for us, us on google.com. Of
0: this on the twits. On the twits. Um, so... Anyone's so Harry, your theory was that wine one was the process, was the aerated? one aerated. Pontifex? you can t- you said you could taste the difference, but you weren't yeah, sure I'd which d- one I'd- was aerated. I mean, I I feel like maybe two was the aerated one, even though yeah, even though you preferred the taste of number one, yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. I I definitely preferred the taste of number one. So if it's not the aerated one, then the aerating's made it worse. Well, I actually thought the number two had a bit more flavour to it. I was kind of like yeah, it was a little bit of the. It was probably a little, little bit, bit of the too fruity. sharp. It was, more, it was more fruity, but then it's a cabernet so it's meant to be a bit mellow. So, but that kind of sharpness, that kind of burn. It's hard to tell when you're using this crappy socks <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next week we have to get a bottle of reasonable. No, but I think it only works with the crappy box one. I don't think you'd want to aerate the shit out of a really good wine, would you? It's, yeah, well, an yeah, old wine you look. do because it's been sitting all musky for ages. You do want it to bring up... Cause if you, yeah, you can definitely tell it on old wine because I've definitely done the taste test on old wines. And uh, there's a huge difference between that first sip and then having a the next sip half an hour later after you've had it open. for the That's great. Right, like have another had taste. Half a bottle. Um... So everyone could taste a distinct yeah, difference there's in the two. Definitely right? difference, yeah, for sure. So which one's which? The big reveal. Oh yeah, specifically with you mean Harry, isn't? This is a, yeah, it's sharper versus more mellow. So I'm guessing I be. think the me- well maybe the mellow makes it. Maybe I'm biased from Bed's Bed's opinion. I, I say the mellowing should—that's what should happen from the air rating. I think. Can you reveal? Do you want to discuss some more? Okay, so I'm going to I'm gonna switch my answer. I say one was there. No, but it's not... Uh, the point isn't to pick the aerated one. It's like, which one do you prefer? And if that's the aerated uh, one or not, then uh, that's or, like... Mm, right, but I don't process. even know what I'm drinking. That's the problem. So <laughs> you have this I prefer number one. <laughs> we told you, it's a deportly b- three-liter box yeah, of Cabmelo. exactly The but one you drink every Monday. <laughs> James. No, but I buy this one because I think you guys will like it more. Not from what I like, so... What do you like? James, that's so nice of you. Huh? That's so nice. Don't think of us next I time. I know you guys it. aren't Printed the biggest red wine. wine drinker, so I get the one with the Merlot in it, because I know that smooths it out. I know Fred likes the smoother w- red wines. Yeah, that's Not nice. the really sharp-flavoured ones. Yeah, and it's true, because just the the taste I, test. Yeah, try to, he preferred the smoother yeah. one, yeah. All right, do you want me to reveal? Yes, yeah. Fred has been hounding me. Um, number two is the aerated wine. Really? Really? So it's a more fruity flavor comes from that, yeah. Mm. Uh, more incense. A bit sharper, more intense. Mm-hmm. Number I thought that was the opposite of what it's aerated. Aerated. No, that that's what it is meant to do. Because when you... Cu- at least with old wines, it comes out really flat. And it's not until you aerate it with the carafe that you get the the fuller flavours of the... Thing. Perhaps I aerated it too much. Maybe next time just to... No, that's blast. what I'm saying. Is It depends on the wine you're having. See, these guys preferred the lack of flavour, I think, in their wine. Um, I preferred number two. Ah, (laughs) turncoat I think if you go back, that's what I said I'm I'm going to have to keep drinking these two glasses of wine So (laughs) (laughs) So there you go, that's a little experiment Um, I've taken to blasting all my red wine through the blender (laughs) (laughs) It's a good idea It's just even just for fun I'm going to try it at home Whenever I get a red wine, I blast it and I pour like two half glasses and I see what, how I it tastes different. When it comes to a cask, it comes like that. That's, that's enough aeration. <laughs> you- <laughs> well, that's the For funny those at thing home, is when you come in a cask, it gets all bubbly like it's ribina. Yeah, it looks just like. Well, do they know what Ribena is? When I poured both of them, right? So I blended it and it frothed right up. And I poured both of them. And the one out of the cask took ages to settle. It mm. looked like that. It looked like it had been aerated. Mm. Anyway, that's a bit of my news. That was a good experiment. Yeah, I thought Appreciate you guys would like wine, it. Wine news. Oh, amazing. Wine, wine news. The wine wine. <laughs> well, I still can't get over the wine we had last week that Harry brought, and it was sort of like, oh, yeah, by the way, was 10 that Euro wine. Was that a good, a cheap, a really old cheap bottle? Or was it a... I guess I was, was Harry yeah. it. Uh, I don't think it was super cheap. It may have been like a $10 wine, but... Uh, that's not super cheap? That's pretty... Yeah, that's pretty Well, cheap. super cheap's like $5. <laughs> that's, this is super cheap. $15 for four litres. How many litres is that? <laughs> Actually, it was less than that because I got a discount. So, I've got $14. a couple of things in my corner. I guess we could just rock it through them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wood, Wood's. wood skyscrapers. We've talked about this before. I brought Controversial it up. issue. I was reading the comments and people were just going, oh my God, you know. Because uh, some people say, well, I mean, wood is a carbon sink, so it's good to take carbon out of the environment and build buildings out of it. Um, Supposedly, it's better at fire fire retardation for more fire retardant. Um, But, of course, if you're not using a sustainable wood supplier, then it's not that good because you're destroying habitats for animals. Um, Or you're, on the other hand, like in Australia, um, you're corrupting other environments by, you know, if you plant a pine forest of a non-native pine into it. Into a replacement of a Jarrah forest, and that the diseases that come from that part of us spread into the Jarrah forest. And I mean, we should ask Harry here to ask about that, but I know there's diseases in the forest and they're from. Um, like rock Harry, we're gonna ask you, like, where, where do you think dieback came from? Did it get introduced by Europeans? Or is it just a natural thing that's happening? And it's, well, that's a matter of conjecture. Conjecture It's still being debated. They think their origin, the centre of origin of Phytophthora was somewhere Asia. Kind of, it's still something they're trying to work out, but somewhere southern China, Taiwan sort of region. That's where they reckon it came from. But I think it's a pretty large area that it potentially came from. In that region. So we're talking about wood skyscrapers as a eco-friendly alternative to steel skyscrapers, right? Hmm. What is the impact of growing like pine forests in place of natural forests? Do you know? What do you mean? What sort of impact? It's a completely different forest. Yeah. So, did do, do any of our native animals live in pine forests? But, Is that a good thing because they don't live in there, and so when we knock it down, they don't get killed? Depends on your standpoint, I suppose. No, well, yeah, you would get completely different habitat forming, and you get completely different animals and stuff. It's completely different. Is there anywhere in, per- in WA where they're sustainably growing trees, knocking them down, using them for stuff? I mean, they're also talking about saying, you know what, it's crazy that we use trees for paper. And tissues, you know, like we should be using hemp or something hemp. like that, because trees. So they you should, get a finer, nicer. Tissue it'll be so it be one more. It'd much be much more cost effective to use your- trees in skyscrapers if we weren't using them for pulp. If we uh, pulping yeah, them. I think that'd be a great idea. Using, um, you know, weeds to to make paper goods. Hmm. And because they grow a lot faster, obviously. Yeah. Isn't it all a big conspiracy? Oh, cannabis was Cannabis outlawed by the cotton growers because it's so good and so blah, blah, blah. So quick and... yeah, It gets you super baked. (laughs) (laughs) So, Wood Skyscrapers, that segues on to my next news. China's planning on building the world's tallest building. So, the current tallest building is in Dubai. Um, It cost about $1.5 billion to make, to build and took about 6 years to construct 1.5 billion with slave labor with slave labor okay and about took about 6 years to construct and there were a couple of issues along the way but from start to finish 6 years so china's going to build the highest building in the world it's going to take them 90 days 90 days and will cost them 692 million 90 days 90 days they've developed this prefabricated oh, cool. modular system you want it just be butt ugly yes <laughs> I'm big, guessing big, it's going to be hideous. It's going to be just a. Big or it's towel. going to be so simple that it's going to be elegant. Mm, that's another way of looking at it. So they built a 30-story building in 15 days as a proto- as a test for this, using a sim- like the same sort of construction methods. Hmm. So it's 15 days. Yes, it's around the clock. Yes, the slabs already laid. Yes, all the components already built, and they're just getting trucked in. And yeah, they work around the clock for 15 days, and they built a 30-story building, and it was ready to move into. Like everything was done. The interior was done. Fifteen fucking days. How many people? How many people in the thirty story building or how many people did it take to make it? Did it take to make it? Oh, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. It should just be man powers, man hours per dollar or something. See if they really are more efficient. But yeah, six hundred and ninety two million versus one point five billion? Ninety days versus six years. So that tower in Dubai is it? Yeah. It doesn't look it's not bad looking. Yeah, so it's, oh, it's beautiful. I think it's beautiful. Looking, uh, um, Harry's just pulled it up. I'm watching the video because I didn't do my homework. Harry's watching the video of them building it in 30 days. The 30-story one, sorry, in 15 days. Man, I just saw it in about three seconds. It looked really fast. Um, It's really, really <laughs> crazy. It's a cool video. It shows you. Um, it shows the erection of it. <laughs> what do you guys think you about are it? Building it? Are they building it in our one? Yeah, it's showing you so the video showing you some it, of then? their prefab. Yeah, they've well they've done the thirty-story tester, mm-hmm. which is an apartment. Um, it is a very quick erection. Yeah, it's over before you know it, <laughs> but it really makes an impact. You know, it leaves an impression. Uh, there it goes, and it's got this system. So I guess it's kind of floors slash roofs that click in. And then it's got these, I guess, girders that just hold everything up. And everything just seems to click together. It's like Lego or Meccano. It's just kind of ridiculous. What I want to know is why aren't all buildings made... Why does it take the Chinese to figure this shit out? I mean, surely modular building has been around for years. Mm. Yeah. Why aren't all buildings modular? Well, up it goes. So, they're doing the inner core, which... And then... Oh, so they're working around the clock. Yeah, what's what's nuts is why the Perth Arena's taken what six years. Man, and it's so fucking ugly. It is the most hideous thing ever. This thirty story building will be more attractive than that arena. And they keep on putting more and more layers on the outside. Yeah. Like like more shit keeps getting thrown at it. There's one because well, I think I wanted to make it energy efficient so there's lots of glass layers. And I think the blinds go in between the two layers of glass as well. I think that's right. That just sounds like a nightmare to clean. Yeah, <laughs> well you'll so. get you'll get perspiration and um in, in between the glass layers and it'll just look like shit. Well, it looks it? like that's what they've done in this building actually. What's well, gonna look like No, shit they got now. a quadruple glazed glass. In here. Yeah. yeah. With blinds in one of the quadruple glazes. Oh, did they? Fools. It's what it looked like to me. So the Perth, what is it? The Perth Entertainment so Centre Arena, the Perth Arena. It looks like the biggest turd of shit. It looks like like it looks like a designed turd by has committee. Done <laughs> <a shit. laughs> um, I think it could be cool if they hadn't got the fluoro blue stuff going on. I think it could. That's was... all going to go. Oh no, the fluoro blue is going to stay. Yeah. If that um, is the dodge. There's one view that looks good when you're driving mm. down. Oh, what street is it? You're driving straight towards it, but there's one component that I like, which is that sort of four by four square white thing that's on its side. Mm. It looks like a big diamond. I haven't seen it. Yeah, that's going to light up. So oh, will it? I think that so, thing yeah. is cool. And yeah. from a certain angle, where you can't see the rest of the Perth Arena, and you can just see mm-hmm. that spire as you're driving down the street towards it, it looks really good. That's the what they should have. They the should thing. have made the bits that are going to be blue the same stuff as that little spire, because it's like if you want it blue, then make it a light so we can turn it off. You can't turn off this fluoro blue thing that's going to look dated before it's even finished. It looks crap already. And what's with that piping shit that they've got on it, like that, that piping design thing? Uh, is that that might go away? I don't know. Oh, no? I don't know. It's bad. Oh, I it's gotta say, not I, good. I, I kind of like the piping. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad someone's Don't enjoying mean to be it. Controversial. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, um stripped back cars. Yep. I guess we're going to fangin' news. Yeah, I guess. So we segue into Carnivales. Oh, well, listen. Okay, have you guys read the Hulk Hogan article yet? <laughs> no, no one wants to read about Hulk Hogan, James. I think it's time How we dragged it out again. Did Hulk Hogan last week? Because that is No, because no, no one can read it. Only we me and Cam have read it every week. Yeah. There's an, uh, hilarious like a hilarious article about month Hulk, the Hulk Hogan. I can't get the show notes, so it's gonna have to pass. Oh, oh this will be the this just be the thing we never talk about. <laughs> every week we talk about it, not talking about. All right, we'll put it on to, off till next week. It's a new segment. <laughs> not talk about. <laughs> not, hold. not talking about. a <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the should- irony is, that Harry would love this story if it's you at It's just about the funniest story Save it to Instagram on your iPad and oh, I looked at it and there was just so many words. I was like, uh, <laughs> oh, they're all funny ones the ages. Uh, David Attenborough is coming to Perth. Yep, I bought tickets today. Oh, did you? Yes. Do you me. get VIP because you're in a museum? No. Why, Why the, the hell not? not? Where is it going to be held? Convention centre. Didn't right. they, what, they sell what, out? In what's like he going to do? they have sold out yep what does he do he just talks I don't know he could just sit there and I could look at him and I'd be happy <laughs> I don't care if he does anything it's just a bonus to me um yes we did pay a lot for tickets they went on sale this morning and I went to buy them at about nine o'clock in the morning and the only ones that were left were like premier and A class tickets so you bought them yeah oh once in a lifetime, man. This is I'm like the close. massive attack of the. Uh, yeah, yeah, mm. of. The Natural the, History of World. Of the Natural History World. I mean, who's bigger? No one. No Morgan Freeman. No, oh, pff, That Scottish Morgan guy Freeman. with his plants. Who? Peter Cumble. Cundrill. Yeah, Peter Cundrill, he's not Scottish. Yeah, he is. Is isn't he? he? I'm Tasmanian. Yeah, he lives in Tasmania, but he's Scottish, isn't he's he? Arrested, no, he? No, there's a whole bunch of, like, Presenters vying to be the new David Adam oh, yeah, because yeah. you know he's going to die soon to retire. Yeah, but this uh, guy's doing one on plans. It's quite interesting. But they Peter Cundall, not Peter Blake Cundall. <laughs> I thought you said it was. Oh, no, it's to, some other guy. How to grow a planet? Yeah, that one. Do you approve Harry as a botanist? Oh, I never watched him. <laughs> I already know how to grow a planet. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't like Brian Cox. We're just sending a math I already know how to make a universe. Boo. <laughs> but um. All right. Um, so, I guess we could segue into car news. No, well, suit of armor hood. Suit of armor hoodie. <laughs> yeah, we're already past car news. I'm on to suit of armor hoodie. Looks no, awesome. we're going to segue into my car news. So we can talk about the car news Okay. Um, suit of armor hoodie. There's a cool guy who had an Etsy store um, making hoodies that have, like, sort of components sewn onto them that make it look like a suit of armor when you pull the hood on and it's got a mask. Uh, but if you pulled the hood down, it would just look like a pretty cool hoodie with extra bits. Yeah, but when are you going to actually use that? When are you going to wear the hood? So, it's a big no for fit? <laughs> no. Well, I've been trying... Yeah, I so want to get into horse, hoodies, right? Because I've been... You know, last year I dug protection. up my 2010... Uh, 2001 high school union hoodie and I wore it the whole year. I was like, man, I miss hoodies. Hoodies are totally... In. But I can't wear them anymore and... Why not? I need a, a replacement and the moment I'm like, I'm thinking of getting an Eagles one. Why but can't I'm you not. wear a hoodie? Why can't you wear a hoodie? Because I, I, right I don't want to get some cheesy, you know, Think Geek one. What about one that, that looks got like some a suit cheesy of saying? I well, exactly. But he sold out. He sold it so much he has to close his Etsy store. So He's had too much demand. Mm-hmm. He can't make them fast enough. Just you just get a plain no, hoodie. Huh? You just get a plain hoodie. No, I want to get a nice one, Fred. That means something to Campbell me. Campbell has a nice one. I got that hoodie in Amsterdam. Is that it's a real hoodie a, with a real it's hood? It's a three-quarter it's hood or half hood. I oh, know it's a full hood. Well, and the hands connect up through the, the pockets. It almost looks like a suit of armour. No. Are we showing off hoodies? No. Fred's with Fred's. Me, also hoodie. got a hoodie. Hoodies are totally in. Fur line. Where'd you get those hoodies? Line. Where'd you get that one? Ken? I got mine. I think it was on Brands Exclusive or something. .com. You know, one of those... Yeah. It's shopper. Uh, oh, yeah, well, Liz you, pointed them out. I bought mine in Salzburg from what? H&M, though. In England. Oh. In Austria. So, they just have... There's hoodie shops in England. Dedicated. No, they just sell winter clothes because it's mm. fucking freezing. What brand is it? It's all. It is. Perspective apparel. Perspective apparel? I got three hoodies from them because I quite liked them. Mm. Yeah. And they were cheap. Hoodies are a bit of a fad, though. That's a lot of hoodies. They're, no, they're was pretty a pretty long, long running fad. No, they've been going for a while. Yeah, but men's fashion, like. Fads come in and out over maybe five years, whereas women's fashion is like every season. There's fast fashion and slow fashion. There's men's fashion and women's fashion. So Thinking women's fashion Lady is seasonal. Men's fashion, about- I think, movies. is like... Because men would wear it for four or five yeah. seasons. So it's a little slower. So don't feel bad about buying a nice hoodie. So car news. Car news. So in my, my sections, um, Toyota just recently uh, revealed a concept car... Which of course will never go into production because it's totally too awesome, um, and it's like a really stripped back. They said it's for like a young family, but there's two seats. There, I think, I think there's like a bench seat at the back and a one central young front family, seat like, or something. They don't have a kid yet. Yeah, so young, it's just a single guy. Um, <laughs> I don't quite get it. And it looks like it's got absolutely no boot space for a pram or shopping or anything like that. It'd be perfect for me and Brandon. It would be perfect for you and Bryony because, no, it's because also you wouldn't be able to sit Are the you the young together. family demographic? There's only one seat at the front yeah. So you have to sit one yeah. person Always oh, be totally the passenger Let's see. Um, it, is, it is just a gorgeous Let's Kind see. of a retro yeah, inspired car Kind of a bit of a Citroen 2CV vibe about it mm. Total um, It's got a vibe. Canopy go. that hinges out um, and just stripped back, like, absolutely stripped hmm. back, you know? Um, and it's really easy to customise the pieces, so you can get a purple door, just whack it on like a Lego piece. Yeah, I think they had that idea, like, with the smart vehicles uh, that you could change skidious. components. It's hard, So, um, I think that's just... I think that's just gorgeous. It's like Fred said. Fred, would last year, uh, last episode, was saying, oh, I wish cars had bigger glass canopies That's and smaller much. belt lines. No. And this, uh, I saw this and I thought, Fred's going to love this because it's exactly what he no, was wanting. that looks like a toy car. It's re- ugly ass. Ugh. I was listening to Adam um, from Mythbusters. He's started a new podcast. And he's talking about how... Can I say? It, it's, it's the man's model He's hoping that... That they'll start making cars out of good materials, right? At the moment, you know, you, you're, they're made of metal and they're spray-painted with a paint in the mm. slightest touch and you write the paint off it, right? And uh, when you can get these carbon composite materials now that really cheaply, that the the colour's embedded to it so you can whack it Yeah, but it if you crash you a composite material, you can't bang a dent out of it. You huh? have to buy a whole new panel. Yeah, but it's a lot cheaper to do that than a metal panel. That's not true. I doubt that'd be true, a carbon fibre panel. But would you Would you even want no, to... What, what happens car- when your car gets can't five, five years, years the dent, old and they don't make that panel anymore? If yeah. you can't see the dent, then why... If you can't see it, who cares? Exactly. That's the thing, is you can see every ding in a ca- car currently is so obvious, yet with these carbon mm. composite things, you don't even notice the ding, so no one yeah, cares. Yeah, but carbon my understanding of carbon fibre is either it's fine or it f- catastrophically fails. Like, shatters, not it? Sh- it like, basically no. just... No, well, so well like, I don't know what material he's talking about. He's like, talking about stuff car. that they're making the new Humvees out of that are bulletproof, you know?
1: Well, there's yeah, all sorts of crazy materials,
0: like... Um and great stuff. Uh, Citroën released a concept car a number of years ago that was really awesome called the Citroën Cactus. This is yours, okay. um, and it was, Fred, you would love it. It's a really cute, kind of bubbly car with a big canopy. <coughs> yep, there you go. Um, but it, as a concept, it was made out of, I'm pretty sure, entirely either A, sustainable or B, um, recycled materials. Yeah. So the body of the vehicle was plastic, which was made um, from recycled plastic components. Um, I think the seats were sort of like a um, yeah like a hemp fabric um, there was bamboo components like a bamboo dash hmm. um, like lots of recycled bottles Well, was um, another person I'm talking about wood skyscrapers in the comments saying bamboo grows so much faster than yeah um, trees you could build and it's a really good building material but just no one uses it and you could build awesome stuff out of bamboo But well and with the wood skyscraper also they're not talking about using like 2 by 4s they're talking about creating a wood composite hmm. so they're kind of like yeah but see then they're complaining about the wood composite what's the, the glue yeah is that's the toxic first thing, thing that i thought oh, yeah yeah um, they should just make everything out of bamboo yeah
1: yeah or hemp
0: good. did you ever see that bamboo and motorbike bamboo. that that guy made it's pretty cool hmm. um yeah so the cactus and it was also like an um i don't think it was an electric vehicle but i think it had like this tiny you know 0.5 litre two-cylinder engine or something but because the vehicle itself was so light um yeah it was just awesome exactly like that. um yeah so stripped back vehicles so like that one um i also pulled up a really cool a example of a bmw four by t- four uh bmw just four two concept car two four. two by four um which is just a little two-person roadster thing like a lotus 7 i guess so what do you guys think uh, you know about a market for that or has things like road safety kind of totally killed um, like safety regulations totally killed off well, would that, pass but any I think it's kind of, of, of like regulation? a replacement as a motorbike, right? It's going for the people who would have a motorbike, but they're they're scared to be just on two wheels. So you might have to wear a helmet on question? it, but it's not well, it's safer than a motorbike. About, about very stripped back cars. Yeah, I mean, just last week you were saying you know you'd really like a Lotus Seven, essentially. Well, I think just last week mm. I was saying I'd really like a motorbike that had four wheels and a canopy. But a canopy. motorbikes canopy. have quite good performance. You can go on a freeway without any trouble. Keep up with traffic. Wouldn't that have good? Performance? Oh yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah, isn't that the whole s- track yeah, it car uses phenomenon? A, it uses the best BMW motorbike's engine in you know? it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that, and I don't know what's in that Toyota engine, but if the thing's so lightweight, I'm sure it's yeah. Well, I'm not. I, I I I I would like light cars that um go fast, not a heavy car. Light car with a reasonable engine that goes really fast, not a massive car with a massive engine. Yeah, I mean, the difference, like, the two vehicles I, well, the vehicle I drive at the moment is a Renault Scenic, which is a very heavy vehicle, um, you know, with a kind of average engine in it. Um, And, you know, it can go and stop and all that stuff, um, and it's really comfortable. The seats are really comfortable, um, cushy ride. Um, but it's a heavy vehicle, and so, you know, there's this weight that you're pulling around. And the other vehicle I sometimes drive is this old, old Suzuki Swift, Swifty Lou, uh, one3 yeah. liter litres, three-cylinder engine, um, you know, two doors, motorcycle doors motorcycle. manual. It's just weighs absolutely nothing. No airbags, no air conditioning. And it's low and wide as well. It is so it's low to the ground, it's unbelievable. And I, I hop in this thing, and it gets going, and I just... It sounds... This is going to sound stupid. It feels like a sports car. (laughs) I'm like... I get in that thing. Yeah, that's why they call it the Swift. Especially after the Renault. The Renault is like a much newer, much more expensive vehicle. But this Swift, the way it handles, I'm like, whoa. Because, like, mum's car, the Mazda that I drove here, Mm. is tiny. But it has a minuscule engine. And it's so... So, they've geared the first gear to be really... So it's an automatic, no? No, it's a manual. Oh, but the first gear is like, and then you're going 20 k's an hour, and you've hit the, you know, you're doing 5,000. Uh. And you need to switch up, and it's just horrible. It's no, yeah, hate it. I mean, you know. the main, the thing about right, the reason that I would choose to drive over taking public transport or walking or riding is to shelter myself from the elements, right? And some of, like this BMW vehicle is an open. <laughs> Vehicles, so you're still so not, just going to just as well. But if you ride, ride a motorcycle, you can shelter yourself. You'd buy a jacket, you buy waterproof pants. No, that takes work, and I might as well just walk somewhere. What about the Toyota one on. with the hood, though, the canopy? Does that appeal? Uh, yeah, if that's sealed, then yeah. You know, I would drive one of those smart cars They're just two-seat. I've always if wanted to drive sealed, a smart car. Yeah, see what it was like. We were driving one around in Saints Road, weren't we, Fred? Yeah, was a um, just the two I always like the look of the smart. Oh, you guys are missing out The now. smart like for four. Corp. Have you guys seen those around? You don't see them very often. No, no. Smart car for four people. Yeah. It's no, a, it's I don't a f- think I've seen that. It's like a, it's like a four-door hatch. I wouldn't want to go smaller than the Swift. No? No. What about the Lotus? You want it? That's a sports car. That's about the size of a Swift, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. They just look ridiculous. What do? Smart cars. Oh. Yeah. Well, the Smart for four is like the size of a Swift. Talking about cars that are, look ridiculous. Oh, yes. Okay. Nice segue. The Nissan Delta Wing. Yes, indeed. Yes. Well, I was spent my weekend, this is what I've been consuming, watching the Le Mans 24 Hours, the uh, biggest uh, sporting Ooh. event in the world. 275,000 people turning up to watch... Um, a 24-hour vehicle race. Um, So, I mean, Audi has sort of been top of the pots for at least the last two years, and the biggest competitor was Peugeot, and they pulled out, so everyone was sort of predicting a a, a really uh, boring race. Um, um, But what they did allow this year in the race was hybrids for the first time. So, Audi's top... Audi... uh, introduced uh, four cars, all diesel-powered, but the top two cars were hybrid diesels. So they were burning uh, diesel using Audi's sort of ultra-efficient diesel engines, um, but also having a flywheel installed so that when they braked, it stores energy, and then they could use that electrical power later in the front wheels uh, to get extra speed boosts. And those two cars dominated race, and they won... Uh, the first car just dominated because it didn't even crash at all it had one minor incident had to get the rear wing replaced um the second car had a huge crash but somehow managed to limp back to um pit lane and get basically the whole outer body of the car replaced and just <laughs> left the thing well that's the thing about le mans it's crazy is you know if if, if, if you know if, if you crash in formula one you're out in in Le Mans, you know, if you have an incident that requires 15 minutes worth of repairs, you still have a chance of winning the race. You know, it's so unpredictable in endurance racing over such a sort of long time period. Um, but the fan favourite car was the Nissan Delta Wing, which I've linked in the show notes. Have you guys taken a look at this vehicle? Yes, I have now. Can you explain why it was a fan favourite? Cause it looks like the Batmobile. Uh, yeah, I guess it, I'm <laughs> guessing that's why it looks a bit like the Batmobile. Cuz it looks a cause lot like the Batmobile. Cuz it's the craziest vehicle that's yeah. ever been entered seriously. It looks way? like a three-wheel vehicle, but I think it's still four just cuz the the rear wheels are out wide and the two front wheels are really close together. It's I don't I haven't done enough research to know. It's possibly hydrogen powered, but I may be Right. No, <laughs> it's a 1.6 liter turbo injected. Okay. okay. Well, they did have some prototype cars that were hydrogen powered this year i thought maybe it was this one but maybe i'm getting mistaken no nah, it's petrol um uh, but next year they're expecting they're allowing uh, official cars to enter the race as hydrogen powered um and you know, this is the cool thing about le mans they get all these crazy prototype cars to race and um it's all about reliability and keeping a car on the road and uh, you know what we were talking about last year last week about if we got a lotus um vehicle together like a, a you know build your own vehicle and we chucked in dollars to raise it i want to enter a 24 hour race um top gear. But, did you guys ever see the top gear race where they did the 24 yeah. hour race together but they had a 12 volt i um in motorcycle news Are you just killing my oh, oh yeah killing killing his news sorry it's still newsing. sorry continue newsing. You, you guys watch le mans at all no. was it on mainstream tv i bought Vox to watch the soccer game in this and in little months. Um, anyway, so the yeah the Audi uh, hybrids ended up winning. Um, and what what was the fate of the Delta wing? The fate of Delta wing got in the middle of the night, and I didn't get to see this because I was asleep. Um, got rammed off the road, and this car just came and rammed it because it's such a small car. It just went. Bloosh smashed into a thing and that was the end of it the toyotas which were meant to everyone was hoping to make this exciting running race toyota introduced their hybrids and they're hoping to take on audi's dominance and make an exciting race because peugeot for some reason had dropped out for i don't know gfc reasons or whatever um they uh you know i watched the first few hours of the race then went to bed when i woke up they had all crashed and uh one of them in this crazy crash which i linked to the video i don't know if you guys watched it but just uh, some other car, an amateur, f- just nudged it and just nudged yeah, it from behind that. and just flicked it over and just smashed. It, it was just insane. Um, but yeah, Le Mans, it's um, it, it's just a crazy concept. I'm so glad that it you know stays popular in this day and age with people's shorter suspension spans to do it. And I and I, it's one thing in France that I wish I could go back and do is go to a Le Mans race. Because like even if you don't follow race, you go to a rave. They have raves through the night, and you like oh. get on the pills and just yeah <laughs> chase crazy cars and then... down, running. No, they what? have like DJs. Did you ever come. watch that Sylvester Stallone film about Formula One? What was it called Drive? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they have that big crash. Yeah, and they went racing their Formula <laughs> the One cars city. through the city of Paris. I gotta rewatch yeah. that now that I'm a Formula One fan. Let's see what it's. I mean, that's pretty crazy. Okay, and now Fred. Fred. Oh, my motorcycle. My motorcycle news was that uh, a very prestigious motorcycle race, the Isle of Man TT, it's like the oldest uh, oldest motorcycle man race in the world, they actually have a class now for electric motorcycles, fully electric motorcycles, and they broke the one averaging over 100 miles an hour limit, uh, speed, which is quite an achievement, because it... The race started, I think it was 1901 or something like that, and it wasn't until 1956, I think, that gasoline-powered cars broke 100 miles an hour. Motorbikes? Motorbikes broke 100 miles an hour. So before then, they were electric? No, no, they were were gasoline, but they just didn't have the technology. So now, electric bikes have been around for 10 years, and they've broken the 100 mile an hour average speed. That's pretty crazy. So they're getting competitive. Yeah, quick. And they seem pretty cool. And there's a motor... Oh, I'm going to have put in the show notes for next week. You know that's, like, one of the, the most dangerous sport events. Yeah. Well, have like you seen that documentary about it? Yeah. yeah, it used to be a Formula One truck, and then too many people died, so they, mm. like... Did, did you ever see the documentary about it? There's a new one that just got made, I think, a few years ago, about a guy who, like... I think he's just, like, a mechanic or something. It follows... It. Oh, a New Zealander? It. I don't know, but he enters oh. that Le Mans oh, race. No, you'll and there's this like, mental footage of, like, camera mounted camera footage of him racing mm. and it's just the craziest thing it makes like the Tasmanian Targa race uh, or whatever just look like I used to City I oh, did you used to watch that? yeah I went past our primary school how is that legal? how do they, they close the roads yeah but what if one of those like ploughed jumped a fence and went into someone's house or something have you ever been up to Don't the, the classic car races in York? no we should go do a live thing mm-hmm. around at the classic car weekend they have races around York and classic cars and they just put hail bales around the tracks. So if you crash, you go into hail bales and everyone's standing behind the hail bales. If I still like the tea. Corolla, we probably could enter the... But yeah, the Isle of Man TT, that's another event i love to go see. Um, there's not many things that, as a tourist, I like to see, but Le Mans and Isle of, of Man TT... What about that is, Monaco? I'm not that fast about Monaco. Monaco. Why do we always call it Monaco? Isn't Monaco. It Monaco? Yeah. yeah. Okay, final thing... Oh, God, it's 10.20. Yeah, I know. Uh, also, Le Mans, Martin Brundle, the commentator, was there competing with his son. Um, so you'd like to do a 24-hour race, would you? With yeah, a, if we a... did that thing where we chipped in to buy a car, I would only interest in 24-hour races.
1: <laughs> do, even
0: have, do they have them in Perth? <laughs> I also think we... I have an idea for a fanging around event, right, as publicity for the guys. <laughs> <just> fang around podcast. We just fang-around? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we have... Uh, one car in Doorsville, right, with What's Doorsville? At least two of us and maybe two Mandurra. passengers, like down Mandra, you know, Doorsville Cup. Yep. I know Mandura. And two cars up in two rocks, right? And right, at the start of the day and we're racing down to those uh, Doing the speed limit though. Yeah, speed limit, right? Um Um and opposite directions and see who's gets it. who to see and we time it to see who's um, doing the, um... Who's at, uh... <laughs> <laughs> what are we is, high. Basically, high. so they're, they're going opposite direction. Who gets the opposite end first? Oh, so if you've got two... If you've got a train at one station and a train at the other, <laughs> and they're both travelling at no, 110 no. degrees. No, no. So two cars with at least two should of they, us in they it, they and meet, we can get some... meat meet somewhere? So it's not just, like, drive past each other? No. I I'm, in wait two hours. Hours. I'm in Dawesville now. All right. Yeah. yeah. See you in two hours. No, yeah. And then we have to go... We have to do a live podcast with someone at each stop, like a rally. Like, So, you have to find someone public to ask them a question. And then the the, the audio boo gets geotagged at the locations that we know we've been there. And we have a one person in the vehicle who's judging us. Um, and we see who gets there first. It's like a, a live rally across the lengths of Perth, which is meant to be one of the longest cities in the world. Yeah. Interesting idea. But I think should meet we should We make yeah. rules so that you can't just jump on the freeway. You have to go to Armadale or somewhere on the way and... Stuff like that. Dawesville, Armadale. Two rocks. Could do All a little places bit more, more um, um, extremes of Perth. Yeah. Okay, last question. Who's the hottie then? Ginny from I Dream of Ginny or Samantha from Bewitched? And Fem- Agent 99 was on the list. And she yeah, that. but I cut that for a oh! You also said Tabitha and I was like, that's inappropriate. She was a child. No, I didn't know and... what she was called. That's why I put a question mark. <laughs> okay. Um, Um going to that? look Just... at them? You know I Dream of Dreaming Bewitched, right? Sorry, do I know those shows? You don't know yeah. those TV shows. Yeah, I do. So I'm, I'm just wondering, can I have a look uh, at them, or is it just from memory? Well, I don't know. oh, you've got a computer can... or no? I want to know if he's asking me like. So it's both the actresses and the characters, you know. All right. Well, I don't know the actresses. I only know the characters. Is it? Oh, no, no, that's, no that's the mum. <laughs> 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 you do a who's the hottie now with Tabitha? She's probably like forty. Uh, this is true. That means you've already done it, doesn't it, Jack? No, I haven't done it. We should do that. We should pick out, is there a yeah, daughter in see. I Dream of Jean? Bewitched by a country mile. Samantha Elizabeth yeah. Montgomery? She is not with us anymore. That's why we can't do Who's the Hottie Now? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, think she we, can, to we, can do, we can do ho- Who's the Hottie Now with Tabitha from Bewitched, I think. Ooh. Yeah, but compared to who? You need to find a match-up. That's the hard thing. Oh, we've got a text saying. Who's the fan complaining about? <laughs> Stop doing into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I reckon Genie. Genie? No. So you've got a witch than a, a, witch than a genie. Oh. Just on superficial value. What about the character? Would you prefer a witch Just as on a wife? value. Or a, a slave genie? No, I don't like the idea of the slave thing. But the genie's really annoying. But then the wife's really annoying. That's why I wanted age. I was going to choose Agent 99, because she's neither. you think Elizabeth Montgomery or Samantha is annoying? She's constantly... The whole premise of the show is that she's stuffing things up and all this drama and her mum comes over and, you know... The guy's just trying to earn a living. Is he an astronaut?
1: No, No, he's a Don Draper. Genie. He's the Don Draper. Oh, he's advertising. I was
0: thinking, can we do a crossover with... Don bewitched Draper. husband and Don Draper. They should do an episode where they cameo her character in it. Mad Men. Who's your favourite Bewitched husband? The first Dick or the second Dick? Fuck, I'm not that big of a witch. <laughs> 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 the first or second Dick. Bewitched. Yeah, well, it's his, one of those but things like... Totally but, but, the like, character's you know, Darren Stevens. <laughs> and, and there was like. two actors played him, both named Dick. I don't know. Obviously, you've got a, you've thought about this. I like the original. I think I'd prefer a wife witch, even though I think a slave genie would be pretty hot. <laughs> but I think um, Elizabeth Montgomery was the hottest. Why are you emphasising the slave port? Is she a slave genie? But she, she, yeah, he's, a, she's, but she's yeah. he's his master. But she's always messing yeah. things up. Jesus. Why doesn't he get rid of her She's the not, genie not slave in a bad way. She chooses he would He would let I her go I don't, anytime, don't dig I that slave Kind of. She he marries him, doesn't she? Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't roll with me. No, though. but she chooses to. It's like some, a girl coming and say, "I'm going to be your slave, Harry." Yeah. And you're like, "I don't want it," but it's just like too bad I am. But that's what things were like back then, weren't they? Yeah. It was like a, it was like a fantasy kind of thing. Hmm. Was it like back then? Yeah. When was it? Sixties. Yeah, so Well, it, I guess it, it was sixties and seventies, railing against the uh, kind of free love and. It was good conservative values of having a uh, wife that worships you and did everything. She did that, everything you wanted. But she didn't. She was fighting... She was trying to be independent. Was she? I don't know. Did she ask all the ladies who bewitched, were independent? The bewitched girls. Samantha was trying to be independent and like a regular woman... I don't watch that much of it she's just always messing it around and he's an astronaut that's about all I know on that show yeah you just know that from the animated don't you <laughs> that's all I can think of the two shows had, both had animated and apparently everything. she was the first first bad midriff on TV really she does dress provocatively sometimes mm. but they had to hide her belly but the condition from the FCC in America was that she had to you know the, the, the bottoms had to be up above her belly button we couldn't show you belly button on TV. that the style no you she wasn't allowed to show a belly button on TV Belly buttons are so rude. I Love I mean, Lucy was the first television program. Well, I mean, what's the difference a between a belly button and a, and a, and a, and a nipple? I only Star really. Trek Kirk kissing the alien was the first interracial kiss on yes, television. Yes, I've heard of hmm. that too. First interracial kiss. Alien yeah, on television. Human, but but the, oh, Alien like, was, was it a black actress, was yeah. yeah. Alien was a black actress. Well, she was like green. Well, she wasn't an alien. She? She. she was just a black woman. Yeah, I think it was on Reddit. I couldn't meet <laughs> I just saw the like, today I learned. <laughs> what's her name? Osfura? No, I thought it he wasn't kissed an no. alien. No, he, he kissed an alien. Yeah, he kissed an alien, but I think the actress was black. Oh, is that what the point oh. was? I thought it was that it's like it no, bizarre. No, I don't think. No, but I thought that's <laughs> the point. They're pointing out how bizarre it was that the first interracial kiss was actually between a man and an alien, not between a black person and a white person or Asian. You might have to tune in next week to find out. Michelle okay. Nichols, um, born Grace Dell Nichols. Too many fags. Um, Focus who played on the, the Kissera? Is that her name? I don't know who played her. Most famous role as the communications officer, Lieutenant Uhura, aboard oh, USS Enterprise in the popular Star Trek television series. Blah, 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 blah. Did she make out they with kissed on TV? Star Trek NASA work. She worked for NASA. Wow, really? After the cancellation of Star Trek, Nichols volunteered her time in a special project with NASA to recruit minority and female personnel for the space agency, which proved to be successful. Yeah, good on her. In her role as Lieutenant Uhura, Nicholas famously kissed white actor William Shatt <laughs> as Captain <laughs> James C. Kirk. Apparently, Kirk kissed an Asian actress, Fra- France Nguyen, in a previous episode. Kirk oh, right. kissed... Everywhere. But he, she was playing an alien though, right? But no, Allura was... This oh. The episode is properly cited as the first example of interracial kiss in the United States of America. But is, uh, at the time where they're counting white Asian kisses as interracial. Okay, so... The, it gets tricky. When... Even though the kiss was portrayed as having been forced by alien telekinesis. <laughs> so... It wasn't a consensual kiss. It was a rape kiss. It was a rape Feminist kiss. issues. We can't have rape. Oh, let- Full circle. <laughs> yeah. Back on nice rape. work. Well, let's tackle that subject next week. In our Feminist Corner, A new segment Yeah, on can someone else around? take over the feminist? <laughs> rapes. <laughs> we not have you guys can add it to the no, show No. No. <laughs> no. We need to talk about more feminist issues. We need to bring it to the forefront. Yeah. None of us know anything about feminist issues. Fred, you're Fred, up next. You Fred, don't Fred know you're in charge you of feminist. You've got to Learn about feminist issues. I'll find some feminist issues. Yeah, what yeah. I believe to be. feminist Educate yourself issues. in them. Learn it. See what the feminist. Do an examination of the feminist issues in saints through the third. We'll I have to deal with those. You get to kill issues, kill all, all these hot women just as equally as the men in this game, which is weird. You don't kill any women, that many women in Saints Row. Th- well, there's been NGCA, controversy with the new anything. Hitman film, uh, Hitman game, mm. the trailer for that. Anyway, gonna Fred next week's going to bring feminist uh, frequency news. Yeah. that test that I know about, though. whatever, the test. I'll talk about that next week. Did you guys, were you guys in the chat? I had a fan in the chat the whole time and I missed it. I'm sorry. He's very <laughs> pro, he's pretty very pro Bainesy. He's all about your smooth transitions all about the iPod Nano. Loves it that you were in Saints Row, Fred. Um, Con Air beats Waterworld any day. <laughs> Reclassification of Pluto as a planet was totally lame. What if the planet is a space monster? Buzz Aldrin is coming to WA. Whoa. Who is this person? A it just he's listed himself as listener. James needs to make a Fred avatar. Man, <laughs> this is Fred's number one fan. <laughs> this guy's like an- the All person. Game of Thrones hoodies. They're linking to it. Disco hoodie. Shatner kissed lots, lots of aliens, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this person? Message us back in the chat if you're listening now. But yeah. Talk about Fred, where, like- where can we find you on the internet? You can't. Okay. Don't try. Harry? Yeah, I'm not on Twitter. Harry the underscore yeah on Twitter? No, I don't do internet. You can find me, Campbell, at campbellwhite.com, among other places. And then you can find me on Twitter and Campbell Etsy and all sorts of Flickr and Tumblr and Instagram. Did Tumblr. Yeah, I do Tumblr. I do it all, baby. Yeah. you find me, James, as the guy called Tom. All, of the, all one word, all over the internet. Just Google that. Uh, you've been listening to the Fang Around podcast. You can find us at fangaround.com. We have a listener mail segment where you can not only email us at mailbag at com, but you can send us an audio question via Audioboo. Just follow Around on Audioboo and send it in. Um, and Fred says we'll play anything, no matter what, yep. no matter how offensive it is. So, yep. send it in. But if you send you something offensive, we might... Call, your name. we're, we're, call yeah, you names? Yeah, we'll later. call you out if you will be offensive. Yeah, if be you're prepared. Being, yeah, whatever. Face the consequences of whatever you That's send right. in. will be dealt. It's not with just by like us, you know. we're going to be. Yeah, we'll play it, but we won't yeah. like it. Um, we'll uh catch you next week. Okay.
1: On the flip side. So you
0: yeah. walk around without a. Uh, a phone hey? without connection to the internet <laughs> no it would be at least a phone that people can say Family. Brian can say hey I'm um, I'm walking here I'm stuck in some dodgy <laughs> suburb going ah. oh, <laughs> in case there's some Tomb Raider style adventures going on <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> sorry that's what it's known as now Tomb Raiding <laughs> can, I, can we edit that out <laughs>